When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Scoutcast. My name is Joe. My name is Seb. And my name is Andy. Welcome everyone. Um, I'm back from a week away. I was in lovely York. So if anyone is watching or listening and they live in York, you're very lucky because it's a really nice city. And if you've never been there, do go there. Um, it's the kind of place you go to and think, oh, I could, I could live here. Um, so yeah, it was very good. Um, Seb, what is coming up on the show? What is coming up on the show? Basically, you two are wildcarding. Yeah. So I'm going to do my best to say nasty things about that. <laughs> Although you've changed yours since you sent it through, Joe. So that's mm. cheating. So I couldn't do any prep. Well, I, I, the, um, the, the team I sent to, to explain, the team I sent to Az to do, everyone will be pleased to know, Az is doing on graphics duty uh, this week. Um, the team I sent through to him was just a sort of approximation of what I might end up with. Because, of course, my wildcard team at the moment is chasing price rises and a few, lots of places are up for grabs. But yeah, more of that later. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. A red herring is what, that's what mm. I'm hearing. A red decoy. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm hearing. Um, so, yeah, we will go through your wild cards. You will explain why on earth you've made that decision. Uh, talk us through your teams, talk about the challenges, and of course, how those might change coming up to the weekend. Because, jokes aside, there's still so much more news to come, right? Some of the big decisions that might yeah. change your wild cards. Yeah, oh, indeed. And then, oh, <laughs> and then beyond that, um, me without my wild card at the moment. Uh, I'll have a little look at Lukaku, Fernandez, Ronaldo. Lots and lots of debate about that. But hopefully a slightly different take on that. I'm not going to repeat all the stuff that we've all talked about for weeks. Just a little something I was looking at uh, during the week. And then, of course, we've got differentials, fixtures, and we will have a look at the member of the communities team that we've been managing, Alex, who we may or may not have uh, accidentally done well last week. More on that later. Yeah, um, yeah, you did well without doing anything and forgetting to do anything. But you know, one of those one of those times to- where totally on purpose, Joe. The to- best policy is to do nothing. Yeah. And in this sometimes, case, sometimes you can do too much in this game. <laughs> it did. It worked out. Um, hello, everyone who has joined us in the stream at the moment. Um, there are about two hundred of you so far. So hopefully more will join us as we go on. Only sixteen likes though. So if you're watching and you enjoying this press like if you're watching and you're not enjoying this and you absolutely hate us just press like anyway and uh, then leave but uh, yeah keep pressing the like um so uh, hello there mark o'leary uh, john uh, fbl hunt jack the cat chris smith uh, niraj um you seb <laughs> in the chat as well and uh, welcome everyone and all of those i have just missed off so um looking forward to chatting with you throughout the show as well um so yeah Who's going to go first? We've got our little green arrows on the screen and our ranks as well. People might notice mine and Seb's rank and think, oh, Az has made a mistake on the graphics there. He hasn't. He hasn't. So, um, Seb, yes. Same rank as me. Yeah, we were trying to work out who was like higher in inverted commas. Genuinely not sure. Might just come down to game week score, do we reckon? We think because like, you know, I'm I'm listed above you, aren't I? But yeah. for completely arbitrary reasons. I think it was I alphabetical or the quality of your transfer. <laughs> I don't Alphabet- know. Alphabetical, Joe J L S W. 
Yeah, could be. <laughs> a re- reverse alphabetical. I really, I, to be honest, I haven't really thought about it. Um, but yeah, so you're, you're top of the tree, um, up to 142,311 in the world. And you've got 74. So um, just, yeah, quickly run through some of your, your kind of headline guys in your team. Sure. Uh, so the team is Sanchez in goal, Trent at the back, Shaw and Luca Dean, Salah in the midfield, Fernandez, Benrama, Rafina with him, and Calvert-Lewin, Antonio and Wilson up front. Antonio had my captaincy, as I think he did for many people. In fact, I was kind of hoping that it would be a little bit more differential than it was, but it seemed that everyone I, ended up... I was surprised. I did not expect him to be so... He was 168, uh, 168% effective ownership amongst the yeah. uh, sort of engaged managers, which is way more than it should have been. Yeah. So I think, I guess the notable thing on my team is I did make some transfers. Uh, Buendia left, who scored a goal for Ben Rama, and Ings left as well, who assisted that goal for Calvert-Lewin. That means I was three points worse off, mm. but 0.4 million better off. And the moves I might make this week would leave me with 0.1 in the bank. Ooh. So I'm not unhappy with that. No, pretty good. I think if I hadn't made any moves, I think the, the sort of housekeeping move of Simacast to uh, Livramento would probably have been the wisest one, um, just to sort of tidy that up a bit and get get a high quality, cheap defender as well. Um, so I mean, yeah. we'll come on to yours in a sec, but your move was was a bold one. Audacious. I would argue if you weren't wildcarding, you might not have done it right. Because that's why I'm doing on holiday. I'll just go nuts. And um, <laughs> I, I actually did it because I did. I was thinking about wildcarding. And so I actually planned to wildcard before the Ronaldo move. And so when Ronaldo was to Manchester United, I was thought, wow, that's a stroke of luck. Um, but yeah, I, you know, put, I'll put my team up then because it's, it's a, well, same, similar score, um, same rank as you. Um, what I did, I did an audacious move. I removed Salah for Son and captained him. I had not anticipated Antonio to be so well heavily captained. So in which case, I probably would have captained him out of pure ownership fear. Um, but I, I really liked Spurs' fixture. And I just thought, and I, I, I favoured Son over Kane. And I just went for that. I did. I made ben, the Ben Rama move as well. So I got him in for Barnes. So a bit of housekeeping there. And, and I, was, I just thought, yeah, I'll just go for this. And I, as I was doing, I was thinking, well, I, can, I, I might as well sort of dead end this team. Because the fixtures have changed really for Villa. Um, and there's so much, you know, more happening at the end of the the transfer deadline. And um, yeah, with Ronaldo, Lukaku coming, I just knew that I wanted to get a little bit more funds up front. I might even switch to a five midfield. I haven't ruled that out. And just various moves like that. And of course, we've got Jota to think about. Um, I'm not sure I want to keep Ben Rama, um, but you know, I'll take his profit. Um, but yeah, so yeah, cut a long story short. I've got Son in for Salah and a captain Son. Um, and so basically I've just completely broke even I might as well have done nothing because <laughs> Salah got, got these points although would you have captained Antonio if you didn't no I don't well he's, he's listed as my vice captain there but I really if I was that keen on captaining Antonio I would have done it and not okay, made the transfer I, prob- I probably would have done Fernandez, or if I'd have got Kane in I would have done that so in terms of the captaincy it, it, it's, it's, start, it's difficult to bring into the equation like what would I have done but what I definitely did I removed Salah who got 10 points and I got Son in who got 10 points and captain him so yeah, yeah fair play broke, broke even on that really um, but it was um, yeah calculated risk I did I did like that and also I, I um, 
on the captaincy videos to do with Tom as well. I just um, I watched that as well, and he he favoured Son as well. And I thought, well, you know, in my absence of doing the captaincy videos, I sort of yeah a bit of camaraderie there. So I'll go for that. Um, so yeah, that's my team there. Um, so there's us with the green arrows. And Andy, you're there with the red arrow, and yeah, someone someone's got to get a red arrow, okay. aren't they? So, but you did you did all right though. You got sixty points, so it's yeah. not not too shabby. So yeah, tell us about your week. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I, I wasn't going into this week thinking I was going to wildcard, but that's how it's ended up now. Um, do you know what? I, I was fairly happy with the core of my team, but I could see things changing a lot, and and that's why I've decided to wildcard. So. Um, yeah, I had Antonio captain, so I brought Antonio in, which obviously turned out quite well. I didn't start with him at the beginning of the season, brought him in for Tony. Tony scored, but Antonio was my captain, so I was very happy with that. Um, it was just all those those middling players that I brought in this week that I thought they'd been either on my bench or I've looked at this fixture and thought it would be quite nice, and it, and it didn't really work out, to be honest. So Barnes only getting me the two points. Uh, Barkman did quite well against Spurs in terms of saves. Mm. Um I've had this argument with people, though. I still don't think he's been very good this year. Is it, is it's it, just that a lot of those Spurs shots were straight at him from it, a quite a distance as is well. Is it Barkman so. or Barkman? Because I, I like Barkman more. It sounds like very classical. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have a bit. I have some weird pronunciations yeah. for, for players sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, so actually, I mean, that midfield, 2-2-2-2, two, 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 and then Salah with the 10. Mm. Um, it was actually probably Salah I was expecting least from out of that midfield this week. Um, but but there you go. So yeah, um, sixty points. I mean, nine hundred k. Yeah, it's not great. I would have preferred to be you know further up. But we, we're three game weeks in. Like I think I was one point five million last year after three weeks. So I'm I'm not too worried about that to be honest. Um, so yeah, no, I I, I wildcarded because there's some fringe players in my team I'm not overly happy yeah. about. I wasn't willing to ride out White taking more and more hits off my team and Simicast had to go and all that. So yeah, I'm fairly happy with it so far. Yeah, definitely. Um what you what you were saying there about the fringe players and that was what I was that's another factor. I've often wildcard because of the really boring players. Um yeah. and you know like like Simicast, you know, it's time for him to go. There's players like Livramento um Williams has emerged as as a you know four point zero bench fodder that will actually start for Norwich. Um and so you've got all this change here. And also you suddenly got Sissoko, a four point five midfielder. I think he's quite quite a nice um, you know, first or second sub. And you've got all yeah. these things happening and um yeah, time to move on. Um I've also had enough of Sanchez in goal. Um, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I, I, I as we did in game week one, um, we sort of came to our, our team reveals at the start because so often in these sorts of videos, um, yeah, they will at the end and people have to listen to people like us waffle off a bit for an hour or so before they get to this bit. So we're going to put those bits up first. Um, so this is a rough approximation of my wildcard and I'll, I'll try and sort of guide you through it a bit. <laughs> so bear in mind... I think the... Yeah. The most interesting question first, Joe, is like, why did you wildcard? It sounds like it was planned with Son, obviously. Mm, but I think, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of people who aren't wildcarding and a lot of people who have made the decision late. So what led you to it? Well, I mean, there's a variety of reasons. Uh, one, I already said said at the start of the season, I was looking at this period between four and seven. I, I, I was fairly certain because of the fixture swings, I was looking at that time. And I was looking at my team and it was all those fringe players I wanted to replace pretty much all of them. And then I was looking at Chelsea coming up. So I wanted to sort of tap into that a bit, but not too much. 
I still wanted to keep a bit of Manchester United. Liverpool, Jota was starting to emerge as an option. And it was really, and also Lukaku as well. So I was thinking, I really wanted to move more funds up top. So I, you know, had the likes of Antonio and Tony. I wanted to make, and, and, and Ings. And I wanted to get a Ronaldo, a Kane, a Lukaku. Um, you know, just, just because I think I'm going to need that position going forward. Um, meanwhile, I'd also removed, I sort of made the decision for myself by getting rid of Salah and getting Son in. I'd sort of dead-ended my team because I'd always knew I'd probably want Salah back. Um, it was quite, it's quite nerve-wracking and Salah's toughest game of the season. He still eases out 10 points if it's nothing. Um, so, um, yeah. But yeah, my team I'm going for, for the benefit of those listening on the podcast, I've gone for a 3-4-3 and a 3-4-3 is likely, although I am toying with a 3-5-2 at the moment. I'm chasing price rises and so you can add Jota into this at the moment. Um, so I've got Raya, I do like in goal, cheap, um, and I'll get you know cheap 4.0. Uh, Christensen, I think, is an absolute bargain, 5-0. And I think he's going to get the nod most games over Thiago Silva. Um, we've got Shaw. I'm He possibly might not stay, though. Uh, Alexander-Arnold. I've got Cody as well. Um, and I've also got, of course, my midfield. I've got Salah, Benrahma, Greenwood and Torres. And it's Jota that I've added to that. And if anyone's going to drop out, it'll be Benrahma. And Benrahma for... Uh, yeah, so Sissoko's there. So Ben Rama would drop out for Jota. In my mind, Rafina, you know, is, is a player to look about. But no offence there, but I'm I'm not entirely sure about Leeds at the moment. I think I need to give Leeds another game or two. I'm not sure what sort of Leeds I'm looking at. And um, yeah, fair. Um, but yeah, I'm easily get on to him. He's not going to go drastically. Up. He's not going to suddenly become eight million or something. Um, I've got Antonio Calvert-Lewin and Ronaldo, but as I said, um, I'm thinking of, of of a cheap striker and going three five two. I'm also currently in my side is Jimenez instead of Calvert-Lewin, and I'm very tempted by that. But um, yes, what say you to this? What? So go I on, guess Seb. you go first. You go oh. first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you asked you asked about Leeds, so I think that's fair. Liverpool next. Obviously, I think you'd want to plan to get some Leeds, whether that's Rafinha, Bamford. Maybe depends on what you're doing because of what I'm about to look at. I think I get why you've got the team, but it feels weird to wildcard and say in four, five, six, and seven, the best fixtures according to the ticker are Wolves, Watford, Arsenal, Norwich, and Leeds in that order. Mm. And you have Sissoko. Mm. So I totally get why you've built that team, but do you think there are more gains to be made in the short term? Before, for example, and you know, Ronaldo over Lukaku, that's a conversation everyone's been having all week. But like a Christensen, for example, when really Chelsea is maybe game week seven. OK, they've got Villa, but game week seven is when everyone targeted them originally. Do you think you can make more gains in the short term with those fixtures and then move into some of the players that you maybe have now? Well, it's who would I want and who do you think I would want? I know you're hot on Saar from Watford. So if you were looking for a Watford well, yeah, option, I'm not he's that, that hot. <laughs> I'm not so hot as in I desperately want him. I can live without him. <laughs> So what about Wolves? With I know in the chat we're just saying Jimenez might be yeah. banned. I don't know if we have that confirmed yet, no. but there's also Traore, Trinkau, 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 and obviously the defence as yeah. well. If I go for five in midfield, I'm very keen on Traore. Um, I'm looking at Saar as well instead of Raya if I've got the money. And also okay. Cody. And Cody is either the first sub 
So I've still got the walls defence and I can go double walls defence or just hang it and just go double walls defence. So I am definitely looking at that. Um, some people have already made comments in the chat already. I noticed Chris Smith, he said no Jota on wild cards and then he, there's some, you know, abbreviations that are expletives. Um, but be rest assured, Chris, Jota is in my wild card side because uh, I was I was waiting for more confirmation on Firmino being out. and There's a good steer on that today. So I, Jota is there. Don't worry. He is there at the moment. Um, but yeah, the only players I um, you know desperately think I will want um, will be Lukaku in game week seven, which is why I have that Ronaldo space. And I have yeah, tried, I tried putting Lukaku and Ronaldo in and it just, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, when you said about the um, Ronaldo to Lukaku, because I mean, we haven't seen my wildcard yet, but obviously I'm going for Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, it tempted when you look at it though game week seven Ronaldo has Everton at home doesn't he mm. so is it definitely for you game week seven you bring Lukaku in no it's not definitely or, game week seven because game week eight could it, you know it could be a good it week to do be, it then couldn't it it could be game week eight but well there's of, a nice I think the Man City and Liverpool will play each other they in do, seven, yes, isn't in it? Seven. so I know a lot of people yeah. are looking at eight as well to make those big switches there is that switch there that's why I like a lot of these midfielders because I also look at say Mount um, uh, so one of say Greenwood Jota could go. Um, Torres is in there at the moment mm, against, so my, against my better judgment because he plays for City. Um, but he plays for City <laughs> and he is a seven million, well, seven million when I got him in, um, midfielder who is the striker for Man City. So if, if that, in, if he ends up, you know, even playing most of the games up front, you know, to misses some, I'm still, you know, there's still a player I really want because. He can really be explosive, and and I, I would kick myself for that. You know that gift horse, seven million, a seven million strike main striker for City, as a and he's listed as a midfielder. I mean, I I can take a haul, a blank, you know, a goal, a haul, a couple of blanks. You know, it's all going to even out. It it's definitely super attractive, and if I was on wildcard, I'd certainly mm. be thinking about it. But I guess the concern is Foden, De Bruyne back, even if they weren't, we know, you know Pep's going to rotate. Is Torres going to get the matches you want? Because you said, oh, I can take a benching, I can take a blank. But if he gets rested for the easy fixtures, for whatever reason, those are the ones that you want your City asset to play in. And you've mentioned yourself, you'd be tempted by so many other midfielders. So I can definitely see the attraction. But is there an argument to say you can find some safer options elsewhere? Mm. So really what you're saying is, can I run away from him? <laughs> and yes, I can. Because you mentioned Saar, you meant there's Rafina, Traore. They're just some of those that are well under that price to go to. Um, but I think there's, I think there could end up being merit, possibly, hopefully, merit in keeping Torres for the long term. Torres isn't someone I'm looking at and think this is why you know why he's on a wild card now for a number of weeks. Um, and I think it will all even out. And, you know, it's being a midfielder as well. So he's a midfielder who can score lots of goals. <laughs> and so if we're a team that scores lots of goals, so that's worth, um, you know, an extra point over their attacker. Um, and City haven't really had a forward that we want to invest in for a while. Aguero has been in and out. Jesus hasn't. Um, and so it's been, we've been looking to their midfield. And hey, Presto, we've got a midfielder who's... A forward. I don't know. It's, it's 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 a calculated risk. If I'm wrong, I can run away from him very very easily. And if I'm right, then well, then I'm 
happy. I shall I shall bathe in his points. You know, uh, two, one thing. Two questions. Oh. I, go, one go, thing go, I will please. say uh, that I do actually quite like about the Christensen and Torres moves mm. is that if you look at what people are going to be wildcarding into in game yeah. week seven and eight, yeah. it's going to be Chelsea and City. There, yeah. There's going to be a lot of Chelsea and City in teams. So one thing I did this week when I was looking at my wildcard was at one point I didn't have a Chelsea player. And I was just thinking, I'm going to be having to make six moves yeah, yeah. to get to where most people are going to be wildcarding. Yeah. Whereas if you've already got a Chelsea player, don't get me wrong, you, you they're they're risky you know christensen's risky he could mm. be you know tiago silva could come in one week mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're, you're down to one yeah. uh, well you're down to no chelsea players but i mean it's probably only gonna be one week anyway and then torres is risky because it's pep but i do like the idea of that because you're thinking about yeah what people are going to be moving into later think, on and i think that's a good idea I think two or three seasons ago one of my wild cards i got sionchu in when when he was new to he was you know the new defender at, at leicester and I got him in in game week four, I think, or five. And Leicester's fixtures did not become good until eight or nine. And I just had him in on the bench because I just knew that Leicester were one of those teams where if you're looking at a regular 4.5 defender from them, you know, and they've got a good fixture run coming up, they're, they're, people are going to want them. And, and, and hey, Presto, he became one of the real stars of that season. And so I think Christensen, if he can, um, can be good. I think it's often speak about this sort of you know unfashionable players and it's that mindset really Christensen what do what's the first thing you think of a Christensen gonna get injured in the 59th minute that's exactly what you think but I don't think he did that much last season I think that was yeah. really the season before and that was when they had much more um you know a depth uh, in defense um but so yeah he's looking at him and silver really so yeah and- you look at it, Christensen, if you ask any Chelsea fan, he's mm. been very, very good this yeah, year so good. far. And not only that, are they really going to take him out and bring Thiago Silva in, who's, who's out of contract to the end of the year, wow. and he's ageing as well? Like, I, For me, yes, Silva's going to play every now and again, but it, it, I, th- I genuinely think Christensen is a very good pick. They're, um, yeah, there's very but, few nailed, in the, in the modern game, <laughs> there's very yeah. few nailed-on picks. I mean, who you can say, they're going to play 38 weeks, Leighton Baines, John Terry, that kind of... Those sort of players do not exist. Even Diaz will get, will not play 38 games. He will play maybe 35 or 36. Um, so he's going to get rests every now and again, fixture congestion. So, you know, you just got to suck that up, really. And that's yeah. why I, I wanted to beef up my bench, because I was looking at Simakas, Brownhill. These just weren't the, you know, it's like a lottery, isn't it? Game week one, trying to get the cheap, the cheap guys and you know and also Luke Ayling great hair but Leeds defence I can move too but I'm I, I, I'm not I'm not convinced I think it, I think that's going to be a lot of two points for me yeah and uh, one uh, another thing I mean we're obviously in very similar mindsets because we're both wildcard at the same time but I'm looking at that Chelsea and City and they are arguably now obviously Man United might be teasing them a bit but they're the two best teams in the league. It yeah. doesn't matter what the fixtures are, pretty yeah. much, especially that Chelsea defence. I, I yeah. love that Chelsea defence. So you're looking at it and thinking, yes, up to game week seven, it's not optimal. But I can see him keeping clean sheets in most of those games. So yeah. I think I, I do think it's a good move. Obviously, I've got a Chelsea defender in my team yeah. too, so I'm going to think it's a good well, move. But, we'll come to your yeah. team in a set. I've got a couple of a couple of tables to, to run past you to um see what you think so i've got um the goals imminent table and this is what you know seb was mentioning about wolves and we'll look at the next four fixtures um yeah wolves definitely in my thoughts and all of these all of these players are including 
Uh, Cody's not on the goals imminent table, obviously, because he's centre-back. Um, but um, at top of that, in terms of... I filtered this as well by non, uh, non-penalty non uh, expected goal involvement as well. Uh, that's not actually on the screen at the moment, but that's one of the filters I use. So Traore, he's had 12 goal attempts. Um, he's, he's missed a couple of big chances. Um, he's had seven shots inside the box and three on target. And that's not too bad. That's getting towards half of his shots that are at close range on target. So that's, he's top of the table for me. And Trincao, is it, I mean, is it Trincao or Trincao? I can't, my, uh, my obviously uh, pronunciation is appalling. Um, but he's not bad as well. Eight goal attempts. Um, he could be, I think it's Podence, could be, um, could be rotated with. But he's had six shots inside the box, four on target. So this is not bad. And then Jimenez is there. Um, he hasn't had those big chances yet. He's had 12 goal attempts, 11 inside the box. So he is where you want him to be, but just one on target. And I think this is the key stat with Jimenez. So yeah, he might you know miss a, miss a game for you know legal reasons or you know to do to do with COVID and international clearance and all these types of things. But in terms of easy an asset to bring in. It depends whether your, your Jimenez glass is, half, glass is half full or half empty. I look at those 12 goal attempts, 11 inside the box, as a real positive, And I'll be looking at more shots on target. Or you could be looking at that and thinking, well, he just can't hit a barn door at the moment. So, um, but I guess I the issue is the relatively low XG for yeah. 11 shots inside yeah. the box. Yeah. So it's the quality of them. And as you can see, he's, I mean, so Traore... Um, and and uh, Trincao have had a couple of big chances, but Jimenez hasn't, so he hasn't had that. So that's why I'm. He's sort of in my thoughts, but I I think I might need a little bit more for him. But I think I like Traore's price a lot, and he's always an yeah. exciting player to own, isn't he? Uh, no, always... I agree. But you know, a lot of people, by the way, in the chat are saying that your your team looked over budget, Joe. Um, I'm assuming it's not. <laughs> I think I think that's a compliment. I just added it up. I think it came to 100.5. Yeah, that's my, my um, that's what I've got. Chris, Christensen is only 5.0, yeah. which might but, be throwing but, people. But bear in mind, my team is worth 101 at the moment, I think, or over that. And a lot of those are, with, are actual clear clear profit on that. Yeah, yeah if you bought one of those with, now, you couldn't with, afford with it. price ranges. Yeah, yeah but with, I had, Greenwood, price I had yeah. Greenwood in at 7.5, so... And various things yeah. like that. So, uh, yeah, when I did that, there was I think there was a bit of money left over, to be honest. Yeah. With that particular one, um, but that was that's that's the sort of team I'm looking at. Um, yeah, you see that a lot. I saw that a lot with some videos. They were saying, "I can't afford that team. How do you <laughs> afford it? Because I've got more money than you." And that's why. Um, so I, I made sense. my 0.4 million despite losing three points. Yeah, exactly. So, if I lose to you by three points, though, um, bad times. <laughs> well, uh, well, look, if we end up, you know, first and second at the end of the season, I'll be happy to lose by four points because it'll be quite an achievement. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'm still, I'm still here, boys. I know, I know. Oh, buddy, you're probably only about ten points behind us. It's like eight hundred <laughs> well, uh, by no. ten points. <laughs> um, right, I've got another one, another table, and this hopefully, probably a segue into Andy's wild card because you. <laughs> You're, you're, yeah. But anyway, your formation's different. So, <laughs> Andy, do you do you have Torres? Me? Yeah. I do not. No. So just before we go, I wanted to ask one question on Torres, Joe. And obviously here to play devil's mm. advocate. So mm. fair enough if uh, if it sounds like it's not quite what you do. But would you still have gotten Torres if he hadn't hauled last week, or say he'd hauled in the first week and then blanked a couple of times in a row? 
Because I wonder how much of that is just that attraction to... Because Torres has been there nine all season. So why are, why are you now only suddenly going, oh goodness, he's there nine, that's a great idea. Uh, because because it's taken a few games to go, oh look, he's there number nine. Because <laughs> anyone <laughs> anyone could play. Edison could play number nine in the first game. Well, you never know. Um, but it's looking much more cement. Uh, three three game weeks is not enough, but it's more information. But yeah, one of the one of the reasons is not because he hauls, but in a roundabout way, it is because he hauled. Because I actually got him in mainly because I thought, well, I might want him, but he could double rise, and I can actually make point one profit. So he's worth point one more than when I got him. Bearing in mind um, another reason why people may not be able to afford this thing because I wildcarded, you know, bang on, you know, Saturday. So. Um, so uh, Torres could go up and then I could sell him for a profit. Um, so that's why I've got him in. And Speaking of which, someone has just said your team is 107 million. So I'm going to add it up again because oh, okay. I, ca- I came to like 100.5. But I mean, if you've got it in the app, it mm. works, right? You sent yeah, us a yeah, screenshot yeah. earlier, so I'm pretty sure yeah. it does work. Yeah, as I said, it's also not my team at the moment. So um, it's irrelevant <laughs> in a way because it's not the team I'm going to get. It's, it's roughly the sort of price points I'll get. So, I mean, I'll put it back up again. Um, and also, I, I didn't say I was going to captain Salah. <laughs> to anyone. So, I, um, I Salah... Oh, to be fair, to be fair, Ronaldo you could do my worse. Captain. Like, um, but, yeah, I mean, if you've got Ronaldo, fair enough. Yeah. But you could do worse, like Salah mm. against Leeds. Mm. I'm tempted. Yeah. So, yeah, this team is an approximation. So, what I'm looking at is a sort of a 3-4-3 or a 3-5-2. So, I'm looking at a 4.5 somewhere... In, in midfield or attack. I'm looking at tapping into those mid-price midfielders, either getting three of them or four of them to go alongside Salah. And at the back, I really want Christensen, Alexander-Arnold, and they're sort of a bedrock of my um, my defence there. So everything else is a bit up for grabs. Um, but that's a rough approximation of what I'll go for. If I didn't have Calvert-Lewin, maybe Jimenez. Um, but yeah, last table, uh, midfielders. So this, was, this shows... Um, the amount of choice there is. Traore, Jota, Greenwood, uh, all on seven shots inside the box. Torres, Trincao on six. Gallagher at Crystal Palace, 5.5. Now, I'm getting Jason Punchin vibes already because I famously got him in to my detriment. but um, So I'm not getting him in this time. But I th- there are a lot of people playing the Sky game or looking at Gallagher. And I think when Palace's fixtures improve, he could be a very handy enabler there. Uh, and then of course Fornals, Ben Rama, Rafina is 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 quite low down there, and then Mounts trick, sort of trucking along really. So there's a lot of choice, and there's a lot of players to run away from. A lot in the five point five, five point nine, six million. So kind of like I like this this area. So I'd really like four or five midfielders. Here's the segue, Andy. Your wildcard team. There we go. I'll put it up on the screen. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'll wait for it to come on because I can't quite see it yet. Um, but I, do you know what? I'm going to start with the fact that people are going to hate my team <laughs> and I'm okay with it. Uh, the, do you know that the only reason they're going to hate it is because it's a, it's not 343 and it's not 352, mm. um, which I'm very well aware of. I know that's that. Uh, and do you know what? I've, I've played around a lot and I've, I've tried to go with different formations and I've tried to go with different players. And this is the one team that I've made that I've actually been quite happy with. Um, don't get me wrong like I said I said it on a tweet before I came on it tonight as well that if if this was still standing at the end of the night 
then this is what I'm going to go with, basically. Uh, so you two are probably going to absolutely roast this team, and I'm absolutely fine with that. Um, but so for anybody that is is um, uh, listening on the podcast, so I've gone for four three three. I've got Sat in goal. I've got Alexander Arnold, Rudiger, Tierney, and Shaw at the back. I've got Salah, Traore, and Jota in the middle, and then I've got Ronaldo, captain Antonio, and Calvert Lewin up top. Hmm. So my thinking. Is that, and I was talking to Seb about this before we started actually. We've never had this many premiums available for, well, I've seen never have. We haven't for a very long time. We've got people like Ronaldo, we've got people like Lukaku, you know, Salah's still there as well. And even Kane is going to be coming into our thoughts at some point, most probably. And I'm just looking at it and thinking every team I made that was 3 4 3 or 3 5 2, I had players there that I just wasn't happy playing every week. You know, I think I had Smith Rowan at one point and he was my fourth mid. And I just looked at it and thought, I feel like I can maybe get a bit more value in, at the back. The one thing that I wanted, if I was going to go for four at the back, I wanted to make sure that it was flexible and I wanted to make sure that I had outs, you know, and that's probably Joe's influence on me, yeah. making sure that I've yeah. got escape routes. For escape from, from this guys, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I, this is me. I'm going to be rolling the transfer. And if it, if it looks like um, someone like Tierney, actually Arsenal are going to carry on being terrible or Traore is going to carry on being terrible. I've got outs everywhere. And it, it would only take, even if I wanted to mini wildcard, it would only take a minus four in a given week for me to change formation very quickly, mm. which I'm, I'm quite happy with. Um, but in, in the back of my mind, I am very, very aware that this is a formation I don't normally go for. But I'm just thinking in my head, is it a good way of going? So, you know, Tierney's got beautiful fixtures for ages. Yes, they haven't started very well, but I mean, is that really going to continue? They're not going to get relegated this year, are they? They're going to have, they're going to win games at some point. So I'm looking at it and thinking Tierney, yes, he's an injury doubt, but fixtures are lovely. He's probably been their best asset this year. So I'm looking at him. Shaw's in there still. I'm quite happy with that. Rudiger, I mean, I could easily go Christensen. Who's, who's and, and Mitchell, maybe who's Mitchell by the way? Mitchell's passed me by. Who's... Um, that shouldn't be Mitchell. That should be MacArthur. Ah. Oh, okay. Ah, yeah. So right. MacArthur and Suzoko on the bench. I mean, MacArthur plays every game. He gets the odd assist every now and again as well. And I'm just looking at those players to come in and get me two or three points every now and again. Um, and yeah, Traore, I'm quite happy with in midfield because I feel like he's one of those purple patch players where, um, you know, if he does start scoring, he could go on a, game, a run of three games and get him four mm -hmm. goals. I do worry about him a little bit, though, that he's played tough opposition. And that counter-attacking style suits him. And now he's got nice fixtures. He might struggle a little bit to break him down, mm. but we'll talk about that maybe later. Um, but I'm ready to get. I'm ready for it to get roasted, boys. Honestly, I I, I actually really like the team. Mm. So don't hurt me too much. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you know, <laughs> but... my, my main my main thing about this team is just those midfielders. There's so many midfielders. They get five points for a goal, and there's so many midfielders in striking or advanced wing roles. And I just thought. You know, there's so many to get. I mean, Greenwood is is great for a while. Um, we mentioned Torres, and you've got Jota, Traore, great. And then you're looking at Rafinha as well. So, say MacArthur, or this is the same problem I've had with a double pivot in midfield before. It's so inflexible, and it yeah the the running away bit. So, I mean, your team has actually run away from MacArthur because he's replaced him with Mitchell in your <laughs> in the image. Um, and I just want if. You, if 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 a midfielder emerges that you want, and Jota and Firmino's back, Jota's getting getting uh, uh, dropped a lot. You know who do, who do you move on to? Um, yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, my my thoughts at the moment is that Jota would 
would become Rafinha or would become Mount later on down the weeks. I've I've already said I I really like Chelsea double defence. So Tierney or Shaw could easily become yeah. James. James is the one I'm looking at moving yeah, yeah. forward. And then if I wanted to, and I just wanted to have that double defence, someone like Shaw can move down to a 4.5 and it frees up 1 million. Ronaldo is going to eventually become Lukaku. That frees up mm. a million as well. So literally just three moves down the line, three weeks down the line, I can have 2 million spare to, to upgrade someone like MacArthur to a oh. 6.5. Okay. Um, and, and that's the way I'm looking at it. My... My worry a little bit is then moving forward if I want to try and free up some money to turn Lukaku back into Ronaldo. Uh, but that's 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 quite far down the line when, when Man United's fixtures turn and Chelsea's fixture turn. So, yeah, it's it's something that, like I said, I'm I'm looking at it and I'm quite happy with it. But, uh, yeah, I know it's 4-3-3 and it's not conventional. So, for example, I was looking... See, um, weirdly, I think that Calvert-Lewin is a problem with this team. Yeah. And, and because... Um, he's if you're going, you've, you've you, in order to get him in, you've made you've had to cut costs in the midfield, um, and there are risks there with say Tierney. Uh, we don't know what Arsenal we're going to get. Um, you know, the same issue I have with say you know teams like Leeds and and Watford in a way, and those types of teams. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to get. Um, so I'd want to spend a bit less. So Ben White, I might get back in if he drops to four point three. And I, I wonder if he will match Tierney's points. I've had Tierney yeah. before and he has been quite quite injury prone. But I was looking at points per match. Um, and so you say Greenwood, for example, is currently on 8.7 points per match. Ben Rama, 8.7 points per match. Um, and uh, looking down the list, then you've got Calvert-Lewin at 7.7 points per match. So even though Calvert-Lewin has been, uh, you know, as good as you would hope he had been, he's been peak Calvert-Lewin they're all aiming at his head he's yeah. still not matching players in midfield who are cheaper it's so, that level though because you have just picked out basically the two midfielders with the highest XGI mm, over performance so far mm. so of course they're going to be doing better than a striker well, who's basically P- hit his numbers P- on the Pulisic 7.9 midfielder 8 so even he is getting more um, than Calvert-Lewin oh, in, in fact Pulisic isn't an option though <laughs> and well but the thing is, if he was an option, then you would be looking at more points now if you went for him over Calvert-Lewin. So all the people with Calvert-Lewin going, I've got Calvert-Lewin for three weeks. Well, all the Pulisic owners might be going, well, you know, hang on a minute. <laughs> I've been doing better. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, you transfer in Pulisic and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, but I'm just saying there are, <laughs> that there are plenty of options. And when Chelsea's fixtures turn, I'm just thinking you might need more midfield slots. So I like the plan to get... Um, but it, it has a, it's shades of my disastrous so wildcard. Let me so <laughs> let me let let me jump on Andy's side for a second. Oh, um, thank you. So I, I quite like it. I definitely think there's things I would change with it, which we can talk about in a sec. But I guess on that question, it's kind of the if you boil it down to, he's looking at effectively a five point five defender. I know Tierney's like just under five, but yeah. give or take, yeah. or a five point five midfielder. If that's the question, I think the defender probably wins. Like that's a Luke Shaw versus a Smith Rowe. You can cut that up however you like. But in those two value propositions, it's a pretty sensible choice. If he loves the rest of his squad and it came down to that final slot, I think this is the right right call. The question then obviously becomes, well, are all the other calls that got him to that point the correct one? Cavalier is an interesting one to pick on. I don't hate what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but I feel like he's going to be one of the more reliable options this year. I'd probably, if I was going to try and pull it apart a bit go for the idea that you said you originally were going for this because of the amount of premiums available yeah. and you have two premiums which is what everyone has 
So yeah. has it actually helped in that department? Uh, well, yeah, that, I mean, that's a fair point. And uh, do you know what? The other thing that I'm a little bit worried about is that if if I'm in a 4-3-3 and I've potentially got 30 game weeks before my next wild card, that's also another worry for me. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do see that point. And I, 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 do you know what? I've, I've toyed with trying to get Ronaldo and Lukaku into this team. And it would be Calvert-Lewin that obviously went, but it mm. just... It be, I, I find it quite tricky then, personally. I find it quite tricky to get that in um, and to make it look good elsewhere. Um, but yeah, it, basically what you just said is what I've been looking at is is, is that 5.5 midfielder. Yeah, kind of, I, I'm finding it better to get value in defence. But um, Calvert-Lewin, Joe, I, I honestly, I, I couldn't be higher on him, to be yeah. perfectly honest. I feel like when you mentioned Greenwood there, you look at Greenwood moving forward, now with Ronaldo in there there, mm-hmm. I... I I'm a United fan and we're we're toiling at times. Yes, we beat Leeds 5-1, but genuinely we're toiling to get goals. Is Ronaldo going to change that? I, it's going to be interesting to see that because we, we're we struggling to create at times. And I just look at Greenwood and think, well, if Ronaldo's now going to be scoring all the goals, which is what we expect, how many goals is Greenwood really going to be getting? And I look at Calvert-Lewin and think, he is literally, just their game plan is just get it to him. And he's going to score goals this year and he's on penalties. And I just look at him and think, I haven't looked at taking him out. I love that front line, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, it's it's, go- it's going to be interesting moving forward. Like I said, I am more than happy with the fact people are going to hate this, but I know they're going to hate it, but there are reasons behind it, basically. I was, um, it's just a midfielder, because I'm a big fan of midfielders, I think that's what, yeah, I know. what throws yeah. me um, for this. But yeah, I mean, say if you have Calvert-Lewin, um, Traore, obviously great value. You've got Salah there. Antonio, you can't remove. Uh, uh, Ronaldo, you know, Ronaldo's Ronaldo. Um, yeah. Jota, if Firmino is out, you know, is, is a great option there. And yeah, looking at the defence, I mean, would you be tempted to perhaps move, not go for Saar and perhaps have Cody in? Um, that would save uh, a million. Yeah, um, I have. I mean, I've looked at Semedo as well. Semedo's the other one I really like. Um, mm. But do you know what? I just, I just hate all the 4.5 million keepers. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not enamoured by any of them. Like genuinely not. Like Sanchez, I looked at getting, and then I thought, why am I bloody wildcarding yeah. if I still have Sanchez and stealing goal? Yeah. Like, and I'm just looking at it. The other thing, also, I'm not a massive fan of having Steer in my on my bench. I, I'm worried that maybe later on I'm going to want triple Aston Villa. Yeah, I saw, they, uh... I saw a comment on Twitter about that, and I just thought. I cannot see myself going, oh, I really need Triple Villa this season. Depends if they have a double game week or something, isn't it? I guess, a, but... They don't have Greedish anymore. So I, I can yeah. see myself wanting Ings. I can see yeah. myself wanting you know, perhaps one of their defenders. And, but I, I can't see myself really going to town on Villa. Maybe, maybe. But yeah. it's a, I guess it's a relatively sensible precaution, but probably really far down the list. Yeah. So don't put that up front as a reason not to do it. But if, yeah, you're, yeah. You know, if you've gone through every other reason and that's the tiebreaker, maybe fair enough. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, he steers okay to put in because I don't think he's massively owned. I'm not sure if people may correct me on that, but um, his, his percentage ownership is quite low. And I think that's what you're looking at with these sorts of players. That's why I like um, uh, Livermento at the moment because cause he plays and I think, you know, he's always going to get chances. He's always, I think he's going to maintain his value and he's also gone up a bit. So, mm. you know, so he can dip down to 4 million. So he's not one of those that's going to start really hemorrhaging points you know get to 3.7 or something um but yeah. I, don't know, I don't actually hate it that much it's just the midfield because i can't i can't, yeah. you can't argue with the front line even though i've, tr- I've tried the calvert lewin one that's i was partly playing devil's advocate with that one 
Yeah. Uh, but, but don't get me wrong. Like, recommending Pulisic over Calvert Lewin. But, <laughs> but I guess on the on the midfield thing, I guess the interesting here. You've both mentioned midfield kind of in the opposite direction. Mm. Joe, you're talking about maybe having five of them, and obviously Andy, you haven't got. Why haven't mm. got five? Um, interestingly, so many of the options that are attracting attractive to us, I feel like could give us a reason to not want them even as soon as in two weeks' time. So West Ham with Europa League, they brought in Vlasic, who I'd imagine will be a bench option. But he does play from the left, I believe. Mm. Uh, Jota, obviously, the reason everyone wants him is because Firmino is out. So when Firmino comes back, sure, he's still an option, but no one wanted him for that reason. They want him to play 90 up front. Then you look at Greenwood, who, with another another attacker in the squad, may well move down the pecking order. And we know his qualities in real life. He's brilliant. He's going to be amazing. In FBL so far this season, it's probably gone his way. Will that continue? Mm. And I feel like you can just continue on that, Torres being a very obvious one. And you could turn a five-man midfield into Salah very, very quickly. Mm. So I don't know about in the long... If you're wildcarding now and can't get out of a big midfield, I don't know how happy I'd be with it after a couple of weeks. I, I don't like defenders <laughs> too much because I like to cheer goals and not conceding goals. And I live in fear of conceding goals. So I like to have three you know, reliable ones. So you know the likes of Alexander-Arnold, a Rudiger... Um, and a Shaw, that would be good. And I don't know if you need Tierney there. Um, yeah. I think I'm, I'm liking the idea of jumping on Arsenal, at least one art mm. asset, because their fixtures are so good. And I, I just feel like they're being so pounded on by everybody right now yeah, yeah, yeah. when they've genuinely had a bad start. Like, yes, they've had a bad start. They got surprised by Brentford and then they basically got ruined by the two best teams in the league, which we, we knew that was going to happen anyway. Like we, everybody knew that. Everybody knew that that was going to happen. Everybody bought white and knew they weren't going to play him for three weeks. And I just think that they're not a bad team, but it's tough because they could still carry on, and it could, you know, this could carry on into the fixtures, unfortunately. But I, I, I just fancy having one asset in there. And it was, I was looking at Smith Rowe, and I just thought actually maybe Tierney's the way to go. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Whether whether this yeah. is actually my team. In well, I mean, I'm, to- I'm totally with you on Arsenal. Like I feel like context is important in terms of. Brentford, sure, a surprise, but isn't that just very Arsenal to lose to Brentford? Yeah. Then Chelsea, Man City, two best teams in the league, two teams that are really set up to beat Arsenal as well. And in one of those matches, they had a red card, didn't have their first choice centre-back duo, were missing. You know, Thomas Partey hasn't played yet, I don't believe. So, sure, they've been terrible, but they haven't really done anything we didn't expect. If that was Southampton and they had these fixtures, we'd probably be looking at an attacking fullback or mm. a cheap James Ward-Prowse or a oh, cheap striker, something like that. Arsenal do have those options. I know it's fun to, you know, bash on them in real life. But in FPL, there's an opportunity there and we should take it if we can. Well, in in the um, uh, Catsy video I did with Tom earlier, um, I put forward the idea of getting a Bamiang in if you're on wildcard and captaining him against Norwich. Um, got a great record against them. No one, I mean, I've, I've done that before against Norwich with a Bamiang. And it's a massive rank boost. It's unbelievable the rank boost you can get from captaining <laughs> a Bamiang against Norwich. Um and that, you know, Aubameyang's still a good player. Arsenal are still a good team underneath that. Norwich is still minnows. Um, I think there is merit in that. I just wonder with this particular setup, whether you might get um, a bit more value with, say, White, and that would free yeah. up... Is, is Tierney 5.5 or 5? No, I think 4. he's 9. under 5. He's 4.9 now. Yeah, 4.9, sorry. Crazy. I thought he was yeah. like 5.5. Oh, no, why? no, 4.9. Oh, okay. So well, then, then I'm, I'm, le- I'm, more, I'm more happy with that now. Um, <laughs> uh, so that would only free up about four, five, a half a million. So yeah. 
Sorry, yeah, no. Um, yeah, a re- reasonable option. It, it's it's weird looking at this team because it does defy my, um, you know, sense of, of what a team should look like after a wild card. But the, the defence and the attack are good. The midfielders you've got are good. It's just they're not... I'd like to see more of them. And Yeah, what, and I, this, do you know what? It's almost like I'm not... Like everything needs to work in this yeah. team, you know that that defense needs to work. Otherwise, I'm struggling yeah. a bit. Whereas, obviously, in your midfield, you you could you could ruin me in your midfield, and my mid my my defense would have to do very well. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just looking at it and thinking I could, like you said, I could go Tierney down to to White. I could go Rudiger down to Christensen. That already mm. frees up a mill. Yeah. Um. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm starting to look at maybe I can upgrade one of those midfielders. Um. But yeah, I, I like I said, I like it at the moment. If it, if it lasts till deadline we'll see yeah i don't know i mean it just it, yeah it's just, just ask yourself can you run away from it can you run away from yeah. those players and and the moves you talked about i think there was about four or five moves there yeah. um and that's quite a lot of moves to to, to think about and what was sometimes quite good with a wild card if you've got a sort of vague idea so for example i i i think i'd want more chelsea and definitely lukaku at some point game week seven or eight so around that time yeah. Um, but that's it's a bit vague. I haven't got anything particularly booked in, um, so just avoid getting stuff booked in, I guess. Um, but I think something that's interesting here is looking ahead. You've mentioned seven and eight a few times. There is mm. looking to the head to the team we might want there, which is probably mm. the other immediate wildcard opportunity. There's another one in thirteen when Man United go on a silly good run. But in the immediate uh, future, it's these two windows here. I think it's interesting to look at the team we might want in seven mm. and see how close it is to get from yeah. say your current wildcard team or my non-wildcard team to there. And you've mentioned both of you about having a Chelsea player now so you don't have to make that transfer in the future. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. You know, you you take opportunity of the advantage of the fixtures now, but also have some sort of plan to get to this team. Yeah. So I don't think you have this to share, so I'll just run through it very quickly. But I was looking at what would my ideal game week 17 okay. be, therefore should I wildcard or not to get there. So I had uh, the bench, don't worry about it, they're all cheap. So Saar in goal, Luca Dean, Trent, and Reese James at the back. So three at the back. Mm-hmm. I then have Rafina, Salah, Mason Mount, and Traore, and Calvert Lewin, Lukaku, and Antonio up front. That leaves me 0.5 in the bank and would be a 28 point hit from where I currently am. That includes changing like my 4.5 midfielder, which I don't need to do. I reasonably could do that, and I think it was either 12 or 16 points. And I have what, four transfers now until then? So in theory, I could make that team out of my current team with a bit of careful planning. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but you're not wildcarding, so you've got to put your money where your mouth is. If you're going to oh, no, but no, no, no that's, but that's my point. So I could, if I don't wildcard now, yeah. I could get to that team mm. with, I think, about four transfers, mm. you know, if I want to make want a to get few there, changes that aren't for luxury, and also then not have to wildcard in game week seven. So I'm tempted to try and avoid both these wildcard opportunities and have it for when, 13. When do you think you might wildcard? Have it for game week 13? Yeah, which is when Chelsea leave their good run, mm-hmm. go back to a sort of mediumish run. Man United have one of the best runs we've ever yes. seen in FBL. It goes on until March, go, doesn't it? April. Something nuts like that. <laughs> and then going from, like, say, for example, a Chelsea midfielder and a Chelsea striker mm. to a Man United striker and a Man United midfielder, who are both more expensive on average than their Chelsea mm. counterparts, is a lot harder. So yeah. I quite like the idea of having the wild card to upgrade rather than having to try and find some cash to do it with transfers. Okay, yeah. Well, that I mean, that's something I don't think I've seen a lot of um, talk about 
um, wildcarding in game week 13. So lots of people have been thinking about seven. That sort of cemented in it. Um, I think when I started the season, I, I sort of had game week five. Not really this game week, but game week five in my mind. Um, but just uh, events and just a win. <laughs> um, I, I went for it. But game week five, I think, is a good time as well. Um, because um, looking at... Well, this um, I'll, I'll bring the fixtures up just for the, the benefit so I can um, have a look at them. Um, so this is the next four fixtures. So looking at game week five, one of the reasons I was thinking that is because Leeds run gets a bit better. I might, even though they're playing Liverpool in game week four, I might have a little bit more information about about Leeds, um, especially because they're playing Newcastle. And I'm not keen on Newcastle at all. I think they're a great team to target at the moment. Also, Norwich's run gets a bit better. Um, so that helps some of the cheaper players. Um, there's likes of Gilmore. Who Gilmore over Sissoko is still very much an option, I think. Um, for me because um, I do quite like Norwich's run there but it was looking at Man City so it's Man City I think looking at successful wild cards in the past and um, I remember one it was a, it was amazing wild card but only it, like not so good for long term but for one week it was incredible because I just tripled up on uh, City attackers I think it was like Jesus Aguero and and De Bruyne or something like something like that it was, something, it was something, you know, preposterous. Or perhaps it was Sterling when he was much cheaper. Um, and they obviously all came in and completely hammered this team. Um, and so it was, a, you know, it was a really good ranking boost that week. So I looked at that as well. But nevertheless, I think it's good to have a bit of Man City uh, for a while. Their fixtures do improve um, after this Chelsea and Liverpool game. But um, yeah, I do think game week five, game week 13, game week seven... Game week four. I mean, there's lots of lots of good times to wildcard. I think. Just to say, chat pointed out. I think I mean game week fourteen because I think oh, Chelsea right. and Manchester United play each other okay. on thirteen. So you get you get the idea. Okay. Um, now we haven't mentioned Ronaldo too much uh, or Lukaku. We've sort of mentioned them in passing, but not in detail. Now, Seb, I understand you've you've got some uh, information to tell us about them. I made it sound like you've got news, <laughs> but <laughs> news about them. But you've got some uh, research about them. So I'll put some pictures of their lovely faces up. Cool. Have you, out of interest, got the little the little comparison of points I sent you uh, at uh, all? Otherwise, it will be a lot of me talking, which we might okay. lose thousands of years. Uh, I haven't got that on the screen, um, but I do, okay, cool. I do oh. have it in our notes so we can see them. Uh, and you, cool. can, you can describe them and me and Andy I will ask you try my best to talk us through this. <laughs> yeah, but please interrupt me and ask questions. I'll try my best to talk us through it. Um, so loads of people have looked at this Lukaku-Ronaldo comparison. Uh, and does some great work. I know Mark on Black Box had a cool look at the mm. shots and everything. Of course, you know, Mark, I guess, was trying to prove that Lukaku was okay for himself, which is absolutely fair enough. And you could argue I might be trying to do a similar thing because I don't want a wildcard here, which is absolutely fine. But I wanted to look at it from a slightly different angle and try and translate all the work people have done on their stats into what we could expect in FBL. So load of caveats here. This is just like a extrapolation of what mm. could happen this is not definite but it should give us a ballpark so based on their Serie A performances uh, performances last year Ronaldo had 31 starts two sub appearances 29 goals two assists three yellows no reds to Lukaku's 32 starts which is just more than Ronaldo four sub appearances which is also just more mm. goals he got 24 which is five less 11 assists which is, quick maths, nine more than Ronaldo's mm-hmm. two. He had four yellows, so one more than Ronaldo's three yellows, and no reds either. 
If we want to translate this into FPL points, though, as if those seasons took place in FPL, we need to add some bonus points to that. So I took Harry Kane and tried to find similar seasons for those stats, what he's done in the Premier League, and looked at the bonus mm. points. Of course, it's not perfect, although one of them's pleasingly close, but I kept it with Kane just for that consistency. And there aren't any other you know, particularly massive examples of a player who is maybe the talisman of their team and could get goals and assists as he likes. So in 17-18, uh, Cristiano Kane got 29 goals and two assists, which is exactly what Ronaldo got last year got 31 bonus points and 217 points. In 2021, so last year, Romelu Kane got mm. 23 goals and 14 assists. So a few more assists and one less goal than Lukaku, but close enough for our purposes. And that gave him 40 bonus points. So if we add those bonus points to the stats I just went through, Ronaldo would get 216 FBO points and Lukaku would get 233, which is a big enough difference to maybe say the 1 million saving is worth it but there is a little more to it as well before I ask you to uh, pull this apart mm. so Ronaldo took 8 penalties last year and he scored 6 of them, Lukaku took 6 and scored 6, I haven't taken Ronaldo's misses away from this and obviously we're assuming both players are going to get penalties here, without penalties Ronaldo had 23 non-pen goals from a non-pen XG of 20.4 and Lukaku scored 18 non-penalty goals from 18.1 non-pen XG. So Ronaldo's superior there. And if he gets penalties and Lukaku doesn't, maybe this question is all would, over and it's only Ronaldo. Would it, but assuming they both get them... Oh, yeah, please interrupt me. Go, go, no, go. I was going to say, would it be fair to say... So this would indicate they're both excellent options. And if you had both, you're going to get lots of points. But in order to really maximise points, would, would the quality of opposition count more? So, for example, Ronaldo scoring more points against lowlier oh, teams... Lost Oh, can you still hear me? Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're asking about quality of opposition. Yeah, quality of opposition. So, I was just thinking about the quality okay. of the opposition there. So, for example, if you got Ronaldo in for um, a Manchester United good run, then Lukaku in for a good run, and then switch him back. But but also it could work because um, Manchester United have a very long good run after exactly after Chelsea's good run, and Manchester United have a good run coming up. Absolutely. And I mean, Mark looked at that with the hauls they got against lesser teams. Both do very well. Ronaldo just edged it. I guess for me, this is more about a season-long comparison, looking at a value and maybe trying to question people are wildcarding just to get Ronaldo, basically. Mm. Whereas looking at this, Lukaku, in theory, is a slightly better FPL option. Now, of course, we look at fixtures, but we do that with all players, right? You know, we're not getting Traore just because he's missed some chances. I'm an accidental genius because I chose to wildcard before Ronaldo was a thing <laughs> and it was Lukaku nice. I was thinking of and I just thought nice. I'm going to need and I probably want Kane or and so I'm, I, I just wanted to move money up there but it was actually Lukaku yeah. more than Ronaldo but Ronaldo's turned my head so I mean maybe there's an argument for both there the mm. uh I'll circle back to that as well in one sec because the last thing just on looking at the points they would get the last qualifier here is obviously this is based on real life stats so we know we have fantasy assists as well in FPL so those aren't included here. So Ronaldo's two assists. He may well get more. Mm. Ronaldo takes a lot more shots than Lukaku. He had 60 on target compared to Lukaku's 42. And he won two penalties versus Lukaku's zero. So he's going to get a few more points there. Mm. The reason I didn't include the penalties missed is because winning those two penalties probably cancels that out nicely uh, and neither go down as assists in the, uh, the official stats. But Lukaku will probably create more chances. He had... 50 key passes to Lukaku's 30 and 39 completed passes into the 18-yard box mm. 
to Ronaldo's 32. And for that one, we're looking at those assists that are like, not official assists, but they take a nick or, you know, the old intended target one. So there's a chance Ronaldo will get assists off rebounds and Lukaku will get them off, you know, passes that won't be counted in real life. But I think that probably leaves us about even. And then the last thing on that, before again, I hand over to you, is on your question about quality of opposition. So there was some good work done by, I think it was FPL Review, looking at how much of a drop-off we might expect from, say, Serie A to the Premier League. It's very roughly about 20%. If it is 20%, we'd expect it to be even for both these players in isolation. But they're both elite players. So there's every chance that's not going to really affect them because this is the average of all players Mm. moving between leagues. So, you know, these two players, it couldn't, might not matter who they play, they're going to score goals. Also, it's worth bearing in mind that I think Lukaku is signing for the better team and will improve that team more than Ronaldo will because Ronaldo is basically a finisher. He will score goals, as Andy alluded to earlier. Is Man United's problem actually creating chances? And based on last year, is it even converting chances? Because they were one of the highest XG over performers in the entire league. Well, I mean, um, I look at that. and It sort of cemented my view to switch between them because I being on you know wildcard I have toyed with having both and obviously Antonio and it really did impact the rest of my team because if you want to keep basically Alexander-Arnold has to go and I wasn't prepared to go there um, so one of you can't have Salah, Alexander-Arnold, Antonio and Lukaku and Ronaldo and well you could but the rest of the team would be absolutely talking absolute dirt budget um, but I, I've, I'm going for the the uh, mentality of going Ronaldo, good fixtures, swap to Lukaku, good fixtures, back to Ronaldo, good fixtures, and then hope the money saved by not having both um, pays off elsewhere in the squad with your likes of Jota or Torres or, or indeed Salah and Alexander Arnold. But I mean, Andy, what do you think as a as a Manchester United fan? I mean, are you are you still very much in the mindset <laughs> it's Ronaldo, <laughs> he's playing for my team again? Uh, yeah, in a way. D- don't get me wrong. I ha- I'm very realistic as a United fan, so it's not like I'm looking at it and thinking he- he's going to absolutely clean up. I'm, I'm a little bit sceptical, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. I've g- I, like genuinely, I am. I-, I had I did the members only video with um with Mark, and and I said in my preference in terms of who I think is going to be better season long assets. So I've got Lukaku on top, mm-hmm. and I've got Kane and then Ronaldo, Ooh. because genuinely I do. I and that's because. Well, as Seb's alluded to there, and as I've alluded to already, it's it's United. United have struggled to create chances. It's that it's that DM we desperately needed, and it's it's that transition between defence and attack, and it's not that spearhead up top. Like Cavani's been a spearhead. Mm. Um, yes, Ronaldo's elite, and he's going to score goals, but I, I just think Lukaku's so well set up for this team. You know, he really is, and. I love the fact they're playing wing backs for him as well. You know, Reese James is going to play more games this year because they want to whip those balls into the box. And I just trust Lukaku as an asset. If you, if it was a zombie team, it would be Lukaku I pick mm. over Ronaldo. Yeah. But Ronaldo's got the better fixtures for the next four weeks, so it makes sense to go for him and then change to Lukaku yeah. personally. Um, I haven't thought twice about that. That that is a yeah. you know that's the way forward. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if if I guess you know as wildcarders now we have to think you know of, of what Seb's you know, presenting here, you know, the possibility of having both at the same time. And we have to think, you know, come game week seven, do we really want to remove Ronaldo when he's against Everton? And yeah. I think... So that- I, I think I think that's what, again, this is all pretty speculative, mm. but I think what that shows is, yes, you do. 
Like Lukaku think, is arguably think, the better option but, playing for the better team. So you want to play the fixtures, but default to Lukaku. See, and he's a million cheaper. See, Salah would, Salah would probably have to go, I think. Um, because I, I, I don't think... You know, if you if you've got a, a you know you've got say the likes of Liveramento in, you've got Sissoko or Allen or another four point five midfielder. I mean, you can't run away from them. They're 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 stuck. They 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 can switch to better versions of that that budget. But if you want to free up the money to have Ronaldo and Lukaku, and let's assume Antonio is still still his legs are still going, um, one of Alexander Arnold or Salah has to go, and that's a really that's a big call. That's a really big call. Um, uh, and I don't know yeah. if many managers will do that. I've thought about it a lot because I'm the same as you, Joe. I've been looking at it mm. and thinking about a wild card and thinking, can I can I get yeah. both of them in? Don't get me wrong. When we do our second wild card, we mm. might be able to because our team value yeah. will be a little bit more. Yeah. But the big thing as well is you can't captain both of them. No. Like you 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 can't have both of them and captain both of them. You've got to pick one, mm. and that means the other one's damaging you if anything because somebody else may be captaining him. So yeah. it's. I, I'm. I don't think you can own both, and I think the way the fixtures have fallen, where literally Ronaldo's lovely until game week seven, then Lukaku's mm. is lovely, and then Ronaldo's is lovely again. It it makes too much yeah. sense to to go with the fixtures personally. There I mean, is... that's the thing with premiums. You need to captain them to see the real value. So yeah. planning. You know, I know you're big into the Sky mm. Game, Joe. Yeah. Planning captaincies yeah. at least a bit in FPL is smart because that's where mm. you really see the return. But in, in in that game, you've got the advantage where. Um, you can captain the likes of Rudiger over Lukaku, and Rudiger will actually score more because things like passing and tackling get get notched up on the points. So the takeaway from this scoutcast is Captain Rudiger. I hear you. No, <laughs> I'm right on it. Sky, Sky, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I'd stand by that. Um, but I, I'm going back to sort of looking at Lukaku and Ronaldo. Um, it depends on who goes. There is another way that you can get both in. So say for example, um, you've got Antonio. Um, Calvert-Lewin and Ronaldo now that's quite a popular move I might end up with that front three myself Antonio gets injured Calvert Everton's fixtures get a bit worse and you're looking at well I can upgrade Antonio well downgrade rather to a 4.5 use that money to upgrade Calvert-Lewin to Lukaku and hey presto if you go 4-4-2 or 3-5-2 you can get Lukaku and Ronaldo in and have a reasonable rest of your, of, your, of, your, of your team as well and keep the likes of Alexander-Arnold and Salah. But, and, and this sounds awful to Antonio. I, I don't want to wait for his legs to give in in order for, for me to easily fit Lukaku and Ronaldo in my team. But it is probably one of those incidents that will happen where it, it will be advantageous moments you know, for FPL managers to sadly take advantage of is the injury to another player. But Antonio getting injured would um, be handy. So yeah. <laughs> that sounds awful, doesn't it? I didn't mean it like that. I will, I will wait on Antonio. I love that man. Yeah. And like his underlyings are basically as good as these players anyway, if he's fit. So um, I will big, have him until the moment he stops playing. Well, big that, question, that could be by the way. <laughs> big question. And I'd like to ask Seb, because I know he's got him. Bruno... Oh, what a second. Yeah. A lot of people are going to be doing minus fours this week to take Bruno out and bring Ronaldo in because that's the only way they can do it unless they freed up a transfer, which most people would have used it in game week three. Worth doing because <laughs> it's, it's so, tough, isn't it? Like, genuinely, I, I, if you're thinking United are going to score goals, is Bruno just not going to be included in any goals now? Like, I can't see how, if we're going to thrash Newcastle, 
how he's not going to do anything. So is a minus four worth it? Because honestly, I, I think that's probably going to be the most uh, most frequent transfer this week, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, obviously set the set the assist question aside because, yeah, if someone's scoring goals for Man United, there's a good chance Fernandes is, is assisting them. But as we said earlier, I don't actually know if Man United are going to score any more goals. So maybe his number of assists don't change. So the interesting thing, obviously, is Fernandes is an asset in his own right. And we know penalties are a big thing. He has brilliant point potential without penalties, but they are a big point of what makes him worth 12 million. If he was 10 million, different conversation. So I did have a little look at that as well. And look, obviously, without penalties, you'd rather have Ronaldo over Fernandes. But let me present the case for the opposition, just at least in these next few weeks, to see if we really should be taking a hit to swap those two players or if we're maybe getting a bit ahead of ourselves. And again, this will just be me reading. I'm really sorry. This is up on the Scout website. I think I put it in my article. So if anyone wanted want to go like maybe see it in a bit more digestible fashion, uh, please, please do. But I'll pull out the highlights here. So in 2020-21 season, Fernandez scored nine penalties. So that's 45 FPL points. Let's say that each of those also comes with one and a half bonus points. So 14 bonus points rounded up. Um, that's actually probably a bit generous because he got 36 bonus points last season, which is so... 14 points for penalties would be more than one third of his total bonus points for less than one third of his goal return. So we're probably being a bit generous there, but it's good to be generous, as you'll see. So that means 59 points in total, Fernandez will lose. So 244 points he got last season would take him down to 184, 85, sorry, points. So this year, if he doesn't have penalties and performs exactly as he did last year, he will get 185 points. Let's assume that Ronaldo performs exactly as Fernandez did last year. And as we've just seen, actually, he may perform a little under. He may get, say, 216, give or take. This is over 38 games. But let's say Ronaldo gets 244 points because he does everything. He scores the penalties. He does everything Fernandez did. So over the course of the season, 244 points versus 185, 59 difference is definitely worth it, I would say. But if you're wildcarding now, or especially taking a hit to do Fernandez to Ronaldo with another move in there as well, you're hoping that, that over that period in four, five, and six, Ronaldo is going to outscore Fernandez enough. So 59 points over that period would be about five points, give or take. Obviously, the fixtures are decent, so we could be a bit more generous there. We could up it to you know, seven, eight points, whatever. That's effectively one penalty and bonus points. If you're doing a minus four to do that, you're taking home, say, three points. If you're captaining Ronaldo, sure, maybe you're doubling that difference but you're not captaining Salah or you're not captaining Lukaku or whoever else is playing. So you aren't necessarily just straight doubling that difference. So for me, while the case over the season is strong, in just three game weeks, I don't know if the gamble is as nailed on as everyone seems to think it is. There is a positive upside there, but it isn't let me kill my team to get Ronaldo. I just took it as fun. We meant to do it. just like, Ronaldo, Thanks, it's like Messi joining... Go get him in, haven't you? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm here. I'm here to win. I don't particularly enjoy Ronaldo, so I'm here to win uh, FBL. Nothing else. It's. Um, I also think with him, he's just a handy price um, because at some point I might want Kane. Um, Ronaldo gets injured. Spurs have a good fixtures, um, or rather middling fixtures. They'll do me for Kane, and then they can make that move. And of course, to Lukaku as well. Um, but I do, yeah, I do, I do like his his price point as much. Hey, um, before we move on to have, have a look back at those fixtures again, um, you've got a couple of other tables you sent me, Seb. So I don't know if you want to. Um, I'll put one up here. This one says 
goals, goal threat. C7. So this is, I mean, <laughs> this will demonstrate a little bit of um, what you talked about on goals imminence as well, to be fair. So I happily pull some stuff out of here yourself. I've just spoken mm. loads. But what I've done here is it's similar to the goal threat that uh, Scout have in the members area. Yeah. But I just put something together that kind of suits how I interpret those tables. So it's obviously ordered by Minix per XG. And it has the XG non-penalty delta in there as well yeah. to show if people are under or overperforming. I, without I haven't actually included that because it would have just hurt people's eyes. Oh, um, fair so enough, you can, fair you can enough. explain that. I mean, that's fine. We, no. we speak about under overload, so this is a little <laughs> bit different. But effectively, looking at all the stats that go alongside the XG number. So we know some people aren't a massive fan of XG. It's good because it sort of is a algamation, if you like, of you know various other shots in the box, shots on target, blah, blah, blah. But this breaks down those other things as well. So you could maybe pick out a player, say, for example, we spoke about Treore earlier, mm-hmm. and we can see he's got uh, 174, I think it is, minutes per XG. Yeah. But we can see how that's broken down, and then you can apply your own biases, your own preferences to that. So, I mean, I'll hand over to you. I've spoken loads well, to see if there's anyone on that table that jumps well, I'm, out. I'm of. looking at that table. Obviously, we can see you know, the benefits of Calvert-Lewin there. Um, I think my earlier... Um, I'm going to just say it was a bit of a wind-up to get to get Pulisic and over <laughs> Calvert-Lewin. Well, you won me. I was making an attempt, but you know, I failed. Failed. Um, but Calvert-Lewin, obviously, great option. Four big chances there. Four and four-headed goal attempts. So we're seeing exactly the sort of player we you're getting, and the minutes per xG is 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 the best at the moment um, in this list. So it's showing exactly the type of goal you're going to get from them. So I think that says to me. If there are, if he's up against defenders who are particularly good at propelling, uh, at getting rid of aerial threat, I would be less inclined to um, get him in or captain him. So I, I, I think it's the quality of the opposition. But at the moment, um, he's he's quite a handful for most defenses. Antonio, we can see really high up there, and Lukaku, you know, in limited games, really high up there. I mean, some of these other players down down the bottom of this list, even though these this is a list of players that are you know to be recommended but lower down on this list of recommendations it's good to see Jota there it's good to see Trancao there um Traore. just ahead of Salah as well Jota. yeah and Havertz is another option I haven't even mentioned Havertz before he's a bit more of a realistic um target than uh, Pulisic and um, Torres Mane's there Gallagher is interesting still I keep I've, I've, often with a wild card I always there's a key player, and I mean key as in they literally unlock that wild card. And it's been joked on in the past. Oh, you only wild carded to get Fraser in. You've only wild carded to get whatever Jason Punch, and that one didn't work out. But often it can really work out because you get players like say Mares or um, you know Sterling in the past. You know when they were then they were like five point five or so, and they can really unlock a wild card team. They can provide that extra value. And I'm not saying Gallagher's going to do it, but he's exactly the sort of player that we should be monitoring and think, oh, can he get me some points? Can he get me about five points a match um, for a while? Um, could he unlock a better a better looking wild card? Um, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. We might not know yet I think, ever. <laughs> but. I, I think the interesting thing with a table like this, and I've, I've just seen it come up, come up here. So yeah, if you pop over to the scout members area, there's a bunch of other stats as well on the right-hand side. But the interesting one with this is it orders it by the stats I go to most, mm. but then it qualifies it with a bunch of other information, which I think is super important, especially early on when we've got three, three weeks of data, which is entirely unacceptable. We shouldn't be drawing conclusions on that, whether it's eye test or stats, mm. but our job as fantasy managers is to draw conclusions from nowhere near enough information. Yeah. 
So one that really is interesting here that I don't think we've got on here is the touches in the penalty area. So there's sometimes quite a nice disparity between, say, shots or shots in the box and touches in the penalty area. And there's maybe little things there where you can just pick out a player who isn't quite getting the chances, but really is in the position to get the chances. Hmm. In the same way that when you're watching match of the day, you see a cross flash past the goalkeeper and it's this far away from a striker. It doesn't come up as a strike, but you know it's only an inch away from a tap-in. That kind of thing. Yeah, I just wanted to ask a few people in the chat. They're going, oh, Joe's team is worth more. This isn't my wildcard team, people. <laughs> as wanted me to put oh, a wildcard by, team in. By, and... by the way, mate, I added it up again. Yeah. Yeah. So the starting price is... It's not my team. It doesn't matter. Come you, might to well, you might as well add up Joe, 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 it's your team. Oh, fine. Make, make your peace with it, Joe. It's your team. It's all good. We're, we're here with you, my It's not my wildcard team. team. Because my <laughs> wildcard team is chasing um, prices at the moment. This is a rough Wait. approximation of the sort of team I might try and go for. Obviously, I haven't added it's, it up. You know. It's doing a good job. So it's <laughs> it's 100 million. The starting prices of all those players, if my maths mm. are correct, yeah. is 100 million. And the median sell price, so assuming you bought them at the cheapest mm. and you sell them now, yeah. is 100, 100 million point five. So you can afford that team. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a rough approximation of a sort of team that you could afford if you're looking at a 3-4-3. Three, three. Um, these are the sorts of players that you would look at. But it's very far removed from what I will end up with. And it's certainly, well, at the moment, I've got a 3-5-2. <laughs> and I've got Salah, Torres, Benrahma, Greenwood and Jota, Antonio and Ronaldo up front. And then Christensen, Alexander-Arnold and Cody um, as my battle line. I've got 1.1 million in the bank as well. So, But I mean, but then tomorrow, it'll be a different team. So it's just, it, we, we get this a lot when we do wildcard. It's one of the reasons why I did a secret wildcard last time. Because you put your wildcard team on again, eh, that's be sure. Like Andy was preparing for the backlash of his wildcard <laughs> team. And um, the fact is, tomorrow your wildcard team will be different, Andy. My wildcard team will be different tonight. Um, yeah. And, you know, you're chasing price rises and you change your mind. And, and um, so, so don't, people don't get too hang up on that wildcard team. So it's a rough approximation of what we will go for. But we'll end up with something amazing, no doubt. The main reason to wildcard is peer pressure, Jeff. That's the main reason. Well, that's it. I was on my own in, in York. Well, not on my own. I was with my family. But I mean, I was, I was not surrounded by anything fancy football related um, and on holiday. So this was a completely uh, independent move <laughs> by me, not influenced by anyone. And I, as far as I could tell, when I've got back from my holiday, um, loads of people aren't wildcarding. So me and Andy and um, Tino, who was the meet the manager guest this week, um, are some of the only ones wildcarding this week. So, um, mm-hmm. um, Seb, before we move on, you've got another table as well. Can I put this one up? About chances created. So, you know, what? Go for it. we've got some names here. We've got Jesus at the top, and he's been amazing as a winger suddenly. Really Alexander-Arnold mounts up there. Um, and you've got the likes of, likes of Reese James. Um, and then a bit further down, you've got Townsend at Everton. Could he be the key to unlock my wildcard at 5.5? <laughs> Um, you very badly you very badly uh, want that game. what um with the chances created what what are we looking at here what's the sort of takeaways from this sure so again similar to the previous one i believe we've probably got a cut down version here so by all means go look in more detail ordered yeah so you don't see it here but it is ordered by minutes per xa uh but again comes with all the qualifier stats to maybe help you understand that a bit more with the proviso that it's three weeks and it's pointless but otherwise what else am i going to talk about uh, so the interesting one really for me here, and I'll throw this over to Andy because you've got your wild card and I know you're looking at some of these players, yeah. is Alexander-Arnold and Rhys James. I want very badly. And I really want Mason Mount. He quietly goes about his business. No one notices, which is great because no one else gets those points. He reminds me of David Silva. 
as an FBI yeah. asset. Yeah, uh, Reese James. I, I want Reese James. I, I like. I, I, it was gutting. Obviously, he got sent off. Chelsea looked dominant against Liverpool before he got sent off as well. And for me, he is. He's Alexander Arnold light, basically, isn't he? You know, you, you look at him and think he is. What's he going to be? A, a mil, two mil cheaper, and he he could could try and start matching his output this year if he's played every game. Uh, I, I love him. I, and for me, I think. Moving forward, when you're looking at game week seven, people have a real... They, they've got to think what they're going to do. Are they going to go for a double Chelsea defence because they're, they're arguably going to be the best defence this year? Uh, or are they going to go for Mount? And I think I'm edging towards double defence because mm. I think Reese James edges it for me. I feel like the fact they're going to be keeping a lot of clean sheets in that run and if he is nailed, which he could be moving forward, um, uh, he's going to get those attacking returns as well. I think he edges it for me over Mount. I, f- I feel like Mount is one of those players where he makes a lot of sense and he's a sensible pick, but he doesn't excite me at all as an asset. And and Reese James really excites me, so I think I think he's got the edge for me. I must be. I'm undecided between these two. Um, and exactly what Andrew was saying about the double defence, you know, James and a, like a Rudiger or Christensen and with Lukaku. Um, but Mount does intrigue me. He's a player, you know, since he's been in the Premier League, I haven't really owned him for more than a couple of, you know, a couple of weeks at a time, I don't think. And he's someone I've always looked at and thought, why don't I have him in for longer? Because he quietly ticks along, doesn't he? He keeps getting those assists and goals. And um, yeah, he's, re- he's really good. <laughs> it's a really good FPL asset. But for some reason, like I guess what you were saying as well, it just seems boring, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And and that's the thing with him. Like, I think a lot of people own him and a lot of people will be very happy with him. But he he just, he kind of ticks along, like Seb said. And, you know, it depends. You don't want loads of players in your team that are just going to tick along, do you? So I suppose if he's your only one and he's his Chelsea asset in that nice run, then it's not a bad move. But I think I would be looking for that double double Chelsea defence in Lukaku personally. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm undecided, but yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's one of those two. I I think I want to triple up on Chelsea come game week seven. That's why I definitely want one now. Um, so it, it looks like people aren't very happy with me in the chat saying that Chelsea looked good against Liverpool before the sending off. I thought they looked really good. Yeah. I thought get, playing away from home against against Liverpool, I thought they looked very good personally. But there yeah. you go. No, no, I think they did. But you know, differences of opinion and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the fixtures. So we put we put these fixtures up earlier. These is like uh, next four. And this shows why we've been talking about Wolves' assets quite a lot. Got Watford, Brentford, Southampton, Newcastle. This carries on. So in four weeks' time, we're going to be showing more good fixtures for Wolves. Watford's fixture's good, which is why the likes of Sissoko, Saar um, and Backman uh, in goal are you know good assets to have. Um, Arsenal, this is where their fixtures get better. Can Arsenal get better? Well, they've got every chance with Norwich, Burnley, Tottenham and Brighton. Um, Leeds get better, Norwich get better, but it's right down the bottom uh, where we can see that Villa's their fixtures as we as we knew they would drop off a cliff with Chelsea, Everton, Manchester United, and Tottenham coming up. Southampton's not so good. We've got West Ham and Wolves, but they've also got City and Chelsea. That's the worst, really, and Palace as well. So I was talking about the likes of say Gallagher. You know what? These are these are sort of watch list players to keep an eye on, um, and especially perhaps Guita and one option I have been toying with is Brentford's goalkeeper and Guita and one of the reasons is I haven't seen Guita on any um, uh, um, uh, wildcard teams 
But one of the reasons is because both of those keepers pass out from the back quite a lot. There's something they're doing now. So there's more chance, and this is partly with my sky head on, um, there's more chance of bonus in that game, but also in FPL as well. If they can keep a clean sheet, um, there's much more chance of um, them getting bonus because they're a bit more involved in the play. Um, it's quite a passing out from the back under Vieira. That, that's that's something that is happening more, and it's also mm-hmm. they and also they are not conceding many shots in the box, I believe. Now that may be corrected. I've done very limited research on this about a, a week ago, so that may be corrected by people in the chat. And feel free to. But when I was looking at it, it looked like um, Crystal Palace were being quite good. Um, at not conceding um, lots of chances in the box compared to lots of chances outside the box which are much easier to save and if they're saving more they're getting more points and that's what you're looking at from these cheap goalies um, the Brentford's Palace matchup is not great rotation wise but I've never particularly been keen on rotation because sometimes you can get a really good haul from a goalkeeper in a tough fixture um, but it's not something I rule out going for a double 4.5 goalkeepers um, and I think it's quite a sensible policy because you might be wrong with one and you've always got the other one to step in um, and go for goalkeepers that are showing good stats. So um, apologies, everyone. I haven't really looked into that in detail, but um, over the next week or so, I'll dazzle people with goalkeeper stats. Um, but it's something I'm considering and you know, people should have a look I in the members area cannot wait. to that. Um, but yeah, looking at these fixtures before we move on, anything, you know, we've, we've pinpointed some of the good and the bad. Any other fixtures spring out over the next four weeks? Uh, to, to be honest, the only thing I will say is that those fixtures, um, when you look at Wolves and you look at Watford, you look at Arsenal, and then Norwich are there as well. They're teams that haven't started well. So it's it's teams, if you are wildcarding and you are going all in on some of these players, you know, I've seen people with triple Wolves, I've seen people with, with double Arsenal, and you look at it and think, <laughs> I feel like it could be a tad risky. You know, I'm looking at it, I'm going Traore, I'm going Sad, and it, it, it could be risky because are these teams just not good teams or have they had bad starts and they're going into good fixtures? So it's it's interesting yeah. looking at that personally. It's an interesting one for the old form versus fixtures, yeah, if that's time. what you want to call it. You know, we've only had three matches. Is it because a team is bad or is it because they've played really hard opposition and now therefore they have easier opposition? So we'll probably know just in time for the run to be over. Yeah. I mean, looking at this, someone in the chat as well, uh, someone's saying I've lost the plot apparently about the uh, Pulisic is better than Calvert-Lewin. That they're was mean a, in the chat that, tonight. They're, know, mean. They're, they're always mean. They're horrible. Yeah. They, they were, the, that was a joke earlier. We love, we love you really. Um, but yeah, someone uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, Chintasua. So apologies if I've pronounced your name wrong. Um, but you were looking for a Guita rotation partner. Um, so he's actually thinking of, of Guita there. Um, and looking at that, obviously Brentford's um, option is not great. It's okay though. Um, but looking at that, I guess Cruel uh, Norwich could be an option. Um, you know, it, definitely in the short term. Um, but it's worth looking at those fixtures there because I do like to get two 4.5 goalkeepers um, there. So um, yeah, um, let's move on to pick some differentials. Um, so I, I just bagged Jimenez. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hold, hold, hold on, hold on. So shenanigans occurred. Yeah. So I dropped. I dropped the message earlier saying, "Can I shotgun Jimenez?" And Joe goes, oh, "I've already done that." Like, oh, done okay, that. fine. I'll move on. I went looking for evidence. There was no evidence. No conversation in Slack. It's no in the notes. notes. It's not in the notes. It's in the notes. It's, yeah. it's the headline. It says differentials. We all just list <laughs> no, one. No. Brackets under five percent owned. We all list one. Joe Jimenez two point nine percent. See. 
C, goals imminent. So, <laughs> sh- sh- shenanigans withdrawn. Um, fair enough. I'll shut up. <laughs> uh, so let's go back to my goals imminent table. Um, Jimenez, um, he's in there. And as we said with those stats, and this this is the telling one, really. Glass half full or glass half empty. 12 goal attempts, 11 inside the box. He's in exactly the right place. He is not on target, though. One on target. So I'm looking at that thinking, something is up. And if that can improve in any way, if he can get some more on target and the quality of those on target shots is good, we could be looking at some very, very tasty um, points there, especially especially differential points, which is what this is about. Um, looking at you know well under three percent ownership, so I yeah have nicked. So yes, I mean it is naughty of me anyway to just put it in the notes and say right Jimenez is mine, but um, yeah. So yeah, I concede it's naughty, but it's Jimenez. So I care. <laughs> <laughs> now, now to be fair, I completely missed that. I'm, I'm in the wrong game. I'll hold my hands up. Yep, fair enough. Um, so yes, Seb, who is your differential? Oh no, Andy. Otherwise, I'll just steal it. Won't I? Andy, <laughs> over to you. Have free reign, and then I'll. I've got I've got a couple in mind, so I'll I'll go for who you don't know for. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, mine is yeah, I think he's under three percent owned at the moment, and he is in Joe's wildcard team at the moment, Ooh. and it is uh, it is Christensen. So um, I feel like he's, he's like I said, he started the season really really well. I feel like Thiago Silva will play games, but not he play like two or three as the season goes on. I don't think he's gonna. You know, I think Christensen's gonna nail down that spot to be honest. Um, and we're going to be wanting cheap Chelsea defenders in our team. If you can get a cheap Chelsea defender in when they're most probably going to be one of the best defences in the league, then I feel like, like Joe mentioned before about looking gift horses in the mouth, mm. uh, it kind of makes a lot of sense. I've gone Rudiger. I'm even. I'm thinking after I made that decision, I'm probably going to go for Christensen now and free up some money. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, and uh, Seb, your, your, your non-Jimenez, non-Christensen differential is so Marco O'Leary has said go KDB because I guess he knows my love for KDB oh. but he's 1.3% so I'm not going to go KDB oh, but that's pretty crazy there's got to be an edge to be found there somewhere when he becomes fit hmm. that's you know there's for your, for your team Andy another premium that you can fit in with the 4-3-3 oh, I'm not going to get into KDB I'm, I'm really <laughs> off him at the moment oh, I really? think for all the premiums we got I think he's arguably because of his fitness at the moment he's probably one of the worst premiums to own isn't he yeah I'll give you that with fitness so most of them have penalties though I would argue that the only one that can carry a 12.0 price tag without penalties is KDB but maybe that is balanced by fitness concerns so potentially Um, okay so in terms of my differential then I mean I I wanted him as I like Wolves I'm a big fan of both their underlying numbers and the performances they put up against teams so far obviously the elephant in the room is they've not scored a goal yet but what do I back more the fact that they're continuously creating chances and eventually one will go in whether they mean it or not or would I rather have a team say I don't know Aston Villa who aren't really looking that great but have managed to score a couple of either lucky or worldy goals I'd probably prefer the former so I'll steer into that fully and go Traore if he keeps playing this role he's gonna get points and we think I know in the people in the past have said oh but he's put up stats before and never really converted it into consistent returns I'd argue he does appear to be playing a different role. So if we think a Lingard or a Gundogan can do it, there is a chance there with Traore. He's lightly owned. They've got great fixtures and he fits in people's wild. From my, from my memory as well, so he's top of the goals imminent table at the moment. Seven <laughs> shots inside the box, three on target. From my memory, he's not... People, people have said, oh, you know, he's always there. But I can't really remember Traore being there that often. I don't think he's ever hit the he metrics. Goes- so under um, under the previous manager, you know, he would sometimes play wing back and then yeah. sometimes play in a front three. Yeah. There were periods when he was in a front three, 
it was often XA rather than XG that he would be massive on because he would just destroy some poor left back and create a million chances. But the difference now is, I think he's played on both the right and the left, but the match, uh, it was Man United, wasn't it? We played on the left and for the first however long, 20 minutes, could not handle him. That is a role I don't really think we've seen him play before and it's getting him chances rather than creating chances. So I do think there's there's a different potential there to what we've seen before. Yeah, the, I'm, the I'm, best, I'm tempted. Best run I can best run I can remember him having. Do you remember when in, um, Wolves beat City three two? Yeah, and him and Jimenez ran right, didn't they? And I think oh, he got yeah. he got a last minute goal. He got a um, goal and assist in that okay. game, or two assists yeah, and a goal. Couldn't handle him, and, and he went on a little rose pat, rosy patch there, didn't he? But the fact that that was a couple of years ago, and that's the only time I can remember him going on a good run, probably says a little bit as well. Okay, so it's been it's been an hour and a half. It's, it's flown by with all the abuse we've been getting <laughs> with our wild cards. Um, yeah, so, that's what it is. So let's move People on to something love it, a bit nicer. So um, we have been managing um, a team. So I'll put this up. I'm going old school with this one because, um, um, uh, as quite rightly, you've had enough of, of fiddling around on Photoshop. <laughs> um, so expertly, much more expertly than I can. So I've gone old school for this one. And this is Alex's team. Um, he's a veteran uh, FPL manager, Alex Braithwaite. He's had to take a break from FPL for mental health reasons. And so he's never finished outside the top 100K. And last year he was 84th in the world. So he's really good. Um, a very respectable score of 69 last week. And he's up to 373K. But you burned to transfer in my absence. And I look at Simakas <laughs> there and I grew the day that he wasn't changed to Livramento just to tidy it up a bit. Yeah. So it's teams. Alex, have... Alex I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. We, <laughs> we changed the captains, we changed the lineup, we got it all set. We talked about the transfers, and then the weekend came. I'm really sorry. Who, who no, was the captain? Was no. Fernandez the captain? We're not, we're not sorry. We, we oh. would have oh, got rid of Andy. Andy's not sorry. No. True, we probably would have got rid of Ben Dwyer. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. We did the right thing. But, we left it. Yeah. <laughs> not not for the right reasons, though, right? Like, no. we, it, yeah, okay. It's, it's, yeah, go with Andy. Go with Andy. It's, it's worked out well. Um, but we're in a bit of a pickle um, next time. So we've got two free transfers. Uh, you know, this isn't, I'm not going to wild, I don't think we should wildcard this, um, but you know, we might get some people in the chat and feel free to have, um, to chat with us on Twitter about this as well. But um, there's issues with Barnes when D is obviously not playing. I don't know where, where he is in a prison or something, um, but for whatever, through, uh, through, through health document irregularities, Nothing uh, untoward, or that untoward. Um, we've got Ings, who probably needs removing. Um, you can't rely on Brownhill, Shimakas, or, or Ailing. So, and it's and it's Ronaldo list as well. And I, I, I think I don't know about you, but I think maybe this take a risk and not go with Ronaldo, and try I, and just. I, so I feel like we have more problems to solve with yeah. Barnes, Buendia, and Ings. Yes, that, like we mentioned earlier, this is one of those yeah. examples where. Is Ronaldo going to score enough to make it worth it? I don't believe so. So we probably use our two transfers on, say, like a Calvert-Lewin and a midfielder. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that as well. Ings out to um, a striker and then Wendia or Barnes out for a midfielder. Um, the the, the Simicast thing is, is so annoying because we can't get to Jota without removing Simicast. Um, so, um, and we've got nothing in the bank. So it would be, I don't know if that's entirely possible. We're going to have to do without some of the, the, the key players. I don't know what you two think about maybe Lukaku in. Um, I was just about to ask that, whether we, what, what we're doing, wildcarding in um, seven or eight. Because somewhere around that not, time. If we are, then are we, are we going Lukaku and Ronaldo-less for a couple of weeks? I think, um, 
I think we're a week away from getting Ronaldo with this. There's just too many fast. I don't, I don't think we need Ronaldo. Like, I think I think the plan would be because you could take a minus four now and use three. Mm. You yeah. could build towards that Chelsea team. We've got Fernandez. I think that's okay. Like, he's not going to score more, but I think you'll be okay. We've got um, Luke Shaw as well, who not everyone does. It's so, really that sort of couple of midfielders and Ings. You, I will be... say this: this team was very close to what I wildcarded. Mm. Yeah, with, what, with what Barnes away Ings. From. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a few people said, so Mark in the chat, this team cries wildcard. Maybe we should wildcard. There's just too many really? fires. So I, this is, I mean, this is the conversation that everyone has been having all week. I mm. don't think teams that look like this. I mean, this one's mm. closer with the sort of Barnes and Wendy yeah. who I don't want to get rid of. But I don't think the teams that look like this need wildcarding. It's he does have two free transfers, though. That's He's got two I free transfers. I think, I, I think if we're not going to wildcard, I think, I think we should take a hit to tidy up the fires. Um, and I, I would... Fancy if Lukaku is definitely fit, getting Lukaku in and captaining him, because that's a good differential against mm. those who've got Ronaldo. Mm. I think if you're not going to captain Ronaldo, you might as well get the sort of second best striker at, um, at the moment. Um, Villa are very depleted um, in terms of you know as they've come back from the international break. So I think Ings and trying to find three million from somewhere um, for, across two other players could be could be an interesting way to go. I, I I just look at it I, like it, this is this is my issue I had. You look mm. at that bench and you think Ailing I don't want anymore, Brown who I don't, Simicus I don't because you can't get that. Thing. I, I I think wildcard could be justified, but I can understand. It. I think I, I think it's get my be head down right. Daddy Joe. <laughs> See, I'm wildcarding already. Be, and I Seb, Seb if... doesn't want it. I want it. I think it's going to be down to Daddy Joe. Oh, I mean, oh, logically, I mean, part. Okay, I'm going to be you know, part, partly I don't want to do it because I'm already wildcarding and there's the overhaul, effectively, a wildcard in Sky. And so to the pressure of wildcarding, especially when Seb doesn't particularly want to do it, it'd be good when there's a week when if all we, three of us wanted to do it, maybe. If we do wildcard, I'll happily take that on because obviously I'm not doing mine. But I, I feel like it's... So we wildcard because we want to go like, oh, Lukaku mm. or Ronaldo. But if we were content without them, and like my team has neither Lukaku or Ronaldo, yeah. and I'm really happy. The mid-priced strikers are brilliant. Like Calvert-Lewin, Antonio, Bamford's yeah. coming up, who no one's really mentioned in this show. There's so many good options there. You don't need Lukaku or Ronaldo. Mm. So then it's a question of fixing our issues. And I think we can do that with two or three transfers. Okay, so issue-wise, Buendia... I mean, I'm looking at that. Buendia, Barnes and Simakas are the ones I would say are issues because Danny Ings can score against anyone. Um, so... It's, it's tough though, isn't it? Because there's not... The players that you want, you can't quite get to with those. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Something we're going to yeah. have to look at there. Lots of people are saying wild cards. Um, I don't know if we're going to get our head around that this time. And I think we might be in a better place to do that game week seven or eight. I don't know. Andy, you want, you want to wild card this? Because it's basically your team, so you wild carded it, so... Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. It's the reason why I got wildcarded because I felt like I could get to the team that everybody was going to get to in seven or eight anyway, um, and and make up the ground. But it, it's it's the fringe players, which is what if, what we've mentioned already. It, that's what I hate as well. That you know, Simicus blocking another Liverpool yeah. move, it, we, and it's players that won't give you value up top, which is what if, you want. If to we, be fair on, Sim- oh yeah, sorry, I was going to say, if we wildcarded this, I'd be minded because we want to sort of keep it sort of low maintenance and not. Mm. not ruin it too much but we could what we could go for an audacious Lukaku and Ronaldo move Seb hates it <laughs> look at him <laughs> I, 
I mean, no, I mean, I'll happily, naturally, I kind of, I guess I want to play like Devil's Advocate to your suggestions, just cause, happily be outvoted and then happily build towards a wildcard. Okay. I, if, if we wildcarded again with Ronaldo Lukaku, it's an option, but is that just cause? As opposed to you know, yeah. going that well, or, or just tidy it up a bit. Ings to Calvert Lewin or Jimenez and Barnes or Brendier to whatever money we've got. So that could be Rafina, could be Traore, someone like that. I I I, I love the Lukaku move as well. I I think mm. it would be the minus four a wild card for me this team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll discuss I love the it. Idea. I'll have a look at it a bit more, and then we'll put some over the next couple of days in Twitter. We'll have a. We'll have a think about it, but yeah, well, I have I have an idea. How about this? We could just completely forget about it and probably be outscored by it <laughs> and do nothing. And this is, <laughs> that's exactly what will happen. Um, so yeah, Alex, we've been managing your team really excellently by doing nothing so far. Um, so um, Seb, let's have a look at your team. Oh sure. Um, so this is your team that you're going in with. So you've got a three-four-three. Three. So do you want to just run us through your team for game week four? Um, yeah. Is this like mine, a rough approximation, or, or is this this more or less what you're going to go with? So I think this is accurate. Um, obviously, there's... I don't think it's come from the screen yet, so I'll, I'll guess it's correct. Uh, what I've got in front of me is basically what I had last week. So Sanchez in goal, Alexander-Arnold, Shaw, Luka Dean at the back, Salah, Fernandez, Benrahma, Rafina, and Cavalier and Antonio Wilson. With a uh, steel Livermento, Brownhill, and Simakas on the bench. Well, Simakas might be Williams now for the 0.1. Um, obviously, if I end up with Calvert Lewin injured, Wilson injured, Firmino guaranteed out, so there's the Jota option there. If I end up with, say, you know, two or three things that I'd like to change, there's a chance I'd do a late wild card. But at the moment, I really don't want to. It would only be if you know I end up with a team that doesn't work anymore, and I'd be happy with say just a Wilson to a Jimenez if he's injured. Like I say, I really like those mid-price forwards. Mm. I would go for a premium forward if it was on the table, but it isn't really for me. And I see no reason to run away from some really good options just to try and get something new and shiny. That seems like the opposite of how I should be approaching this. I want to you know, use my transfers when they're going to make meaningful differences to my team, and I don't think that will. Obviously, I do also have, if Wilson is fit, I do have Wilson versus Man United and Rafinha versus Liverpool. Probably happy to carry that. Again, if I fall a few points behind you two, that's fine, because I've still got a wild card. And with Rafina, just something I wanted to touch on with Leeds. I know with the Dan James signing, we've had a few people ask about how that's going to work. Rafina really probably isn't going to play number 10, partly because we don't actually play a number 10. We pay, play two eights. One is more progressive, but the big difference is they have a lot of defensive respons responsibility as well, which is why Rodrigo isn't all that good at it, and Rafina probably wouldn't be any better. I think we've signed Dan James for now to be the third of three first-choice wingers, I think Harrison stays on the left, Rafina stays on the right, and Dan James is doing that job that Perveda or Costa, who have both now left the club on loan, you know, were trying mm -hmm. to do but weren't doing well enough. So we could see a lot of Dan James because we've seen Bielsa made half-time subs in the past. And in the long term, maybe Dan James is on the left in place of, or along, uh, not alongside, in rotation with Jack Harrison. I know he played on the right for Man United a lot, but his best position before them was the left. It's where we were looking at him for before we you know, tried to sign him and didn't. Uh, then we got Rafinha in the summer and obviously the team changed. So in the future, he could be an option. For now, not so much. And I don't think it'll move Rafinha. The only real thing is that I guess Harrison and Rafinha could play second striker in more of a 4-4-2. Harrison has played there for us a bit, but I don't know about that. I don't know why we'd move our best player from his best position. 
Okay, um, so happy with Fernandez, captain, over Salah? Yeah, I mean, I might change that. I think, mm. speaking of Leeds, I think we're pretty vulnerable, especially to a player like Salah. Yeah. But if Ronaldo had never come to the Premier League, I think a lot of people would be on Fernandez this week. So yeah. I'm pretty happy to stay there. What I like about Salah is he's been rested um, largely. He's got he's had one game, I think, um, uh, but he hasn't done um, the two or three games that a lot of people, a lot of uh, players have had. And Fernandez has been a regular there with Portugal. Not not to say that you know he's not going to arrive back all chipper but I do think yeah. um, that that might weigh on me a little bit and I mean there's always the Antonio option as well yeah I'd probably stick with one of the keepers I think Antonio just, yeah I mean, no go Sorry, yeah I think Antonio. Antonio against Southampton away is a really good fixture that's a really good fixture yeah it's there. really tempting um, as you know we saw so far this season if you captain him every week you'd be doing really well so um, but, yeah. just to pick up a question on the chat before, mm-hmm. I, before I hand back over just on the, the Leeds Rafina Dan James thing someone mentioned I think it was Michael that um, Bielsa has mentioned in a press conference about Rafina playing central. Unless he said something new that I've missed, which he might have done, mm-hmm. he did mention something a long time ago when Rafina first signed, but it was kind of taken out of context. He mentioned that, oh, Rafina could go through the centre. Center. He mm-hmm. meant second striker, if I understand, not like a number eight or yeah. number 10. He was then asked about it in an interview a week later, and he clarified saying, I have signed Rafina for the wing. That's where I see his strengths. And then he talked about him moving central in match as opposed to starting there. Mm. So 100% I could be wrong. You know, we, we know it's Bielsa. Dan James could be a left back for all I know. But I wouldn't say the chances are that Rafinha or Harrison are losing their spot just yet or that anyone is moving central. OK, um, let's have a look at back of your wildcard team, Andy. Um, so, yeah, the, the famous 4-3-3. Um, have you, um, yeah, any, any, any changes you think, you know, following our chat? Uh, no, I'm I'm always toying with the with the idea of it. I I don't know whether I'm 100% going to be going with four three three just because I I never do really like it would be something against what I normally do because well because of all the reasons we know basically. But um yeah, I'll have a look. It might be that I I, I wait till White falls and then I go from Tierney to White and Rudiger to Christensen, free up a bit of money, uh, and then yeah maybe look to see if I can get something else in the yeah. middle there as well. But yeah, we'll see. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, we'll see. Okay, and here's my wildcard team, equally derided um, for being hideously over budget. The rough approximation <laughs> of what I'll be going with. Um, what I'd like to do is upgrade Raya to Saar. I quite like, if I'm going to have just one goalkeeper, I want it to be one with really good fixtures for ages. And uh, I do like Wolves defensively at the moment. Uh, Christensen is probably going to stay. I don't think Shaw's in my current um, lineup. Um, so I'd probably be looking at Christensen, Cody and Alexander-Arnold or and, and go for a Wolves double up and maybe having Ben White as a as a realistic um, first sub. Um, I'm also, to, to, um, Jota is in my side at the moment. I'm toying with a 3-5-2, but if I go 3-4-3, it will be Ben Rama who misses out. Just just very quickly, Joe, thoughts on uh, Livermento and Williams? Um, yeah, that's that's also. Let's have a look at my current draft. Um, yeah, currently that's the way it is. But I do have in my current draft, I've got one million in the bank, one point one million in the bank. So it's uh, worth one hundred eight million now, Joe. One hundred million, one hundred million million. I've got. <laughs> um, so in my three five two at the moment, um, yeah, Williams and Livramento are there. But I, I don't. I feel very uncomfortable being going into it with Williams and Livermento, and I would like to upgrade Livermento to Ben White. And I'm, I'm basically waiting for his price to come down. So all those watching and listening, and if you've got Ben White, just sell him. 
please sell him. Um, except if you're wild card, then don't sell him because it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> Are either of you interested in Spurs on your wild card? A cheeky son or Harry Kane? Well, you know, I'm always um, I'm always under um, the influence of Spurs um, to my detriment. Uh, Kane against Cardiff captaincy, for example, and um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I had Son last week. I got him in, captained him. I thought it was the best captaincy option. I think Kane is Kane time. Game week four is notoriously Kane time. He's playing playing Palace. Um, he might be without Son, but that could be an international injury. Uh, so there was news today that there was some kind of withdrawal from the South Korean squad. Um, but this is the time. You remember in the past, um, game, week, game week one to three, Kane does nothing. Game week four, he explodes. And I remember a particular game away to Everton where he put in a cross and it went in. <laughs> and it was became a wonder goal. And he scored another as well. And I captained him that day. And that's happened quite a few times. Game weeks four, five, six, seven, a really good Kane time. So yeah, I, I, I don't. I've ruled him out at the moment because I prefer Ronaldo, but I like the fact that Kane is there. Um, and Son is a tricky price, but doable if you've if you've spread the cash a bit around and you can move up to Son. I, I like Son a lot. Yeah, I don't rule him out. You as well, you Spursy. Either of you, <laughs> Seth? Or um, not nah, really. I'm on my no. own there. Yeah. Well, at least I'm considering them. Um, I, I, you know, you can't rule out Kane and you can't rule out Son. Um, for a little while, I did have uh, Reguilon in my wildcard draft, and I know he's gone up in price. I think, um, but I removed him because I, I just thought there were other options. Are pro- Wolves, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United, even Man City? I favour more defensively at the moment. Um, so there's no room, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't rule them out at all. But it's only really those three, really: Reguilon, Son, and Kane. Um, Lloris would be good, but you know, even though I've got loads of money and it's dripping out my ears for my wild card, I, I, I can't get. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like Lloris, but just cheap goalkeepers are the way. They just, even if like points per million, someone else comes out better, it just feels like you can set and forget on a cheap one, and then use the money to move around elsewhere. Um, Drew um, Shape in the chat was just asking me um, about Jota there. I just want to reiterate: if I got if I got Jota and Jota is currently in my squad, um, it would be um, Calvert Lewin to make way in a three-five-two, or Ben Rama would make way, essentially in a three-four-three. So it'd be one of those two, I would imagine, uh, would make way. And I just have to weigh up whether I'll get more points from Jota than Calvert-Lewin. Also, we need to know about Calvert-Lewin's injury. So team news is coming up later this week. I'm doing that with, um, I'm back on that for a little while, doing that with Neil. So I will be asking him all about the latest for Calvert-Lewin and his random injuries that he's picking up on his toe and thigh and wherever else. And um, I also want to get some more knowledge about Jota. And I, and I think the key piece of information people want to know is they want Solskjaer to say, I'm starting Ronaldo, he's on penalties, he's my main man, everyone's going to be aiming for his head. Um, that's that's what um, I'd like to hear. But um, yeah, lots lots to decide. And um, yeah, I'm sure the wildcard chat will rumble on this week and I'll be glad when it's over and I can get back to just making normal transfers, like a normal person uh, as well. But um, in the meantime, um, thanks so much for joining me. Um, and thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, nearly a thousand uh, in the stream. So um, yeah, hope we entertained you. Um, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. Goodbye all. <laughs>